Hi guys, this is Hayden. Just to let you know, we had some problems with this week's show, so sorry if it's not the normal quality of uh, audio recording uh, that we try and strive for. There is some dipping in and out of the conversation, but hopefully you should be able to understand most of it. While I'm speaking as well, just to remind you that uh, this coming week will be our end of year Christmas show, and it's always nice to hear from you guys. So if you want to, if you could just drop us an email with an audio recording just with your Christmas greeting uh, please do the email address is podcast at popculturegamers.co.uk you are about to witness history in the making Good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to another Pop Culture Gamers podcast. It's uh, show number 150 December. There's uh, less than two weeks to go to Christmas. Ooh. My name is Hayden, and I'm here, as always, with Steve. Hi, Steve. Hi, are you alright? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. What about yourself? Yeah, yeah, not bad. Anything been happening in your world? No, not. Not. I wouldn't say I've been living the dream, but it's been well. Work's been a bit tough, but yeah, so it's been a hard week from that point of view. But um, Mm. things are changing in gaming and movies at the moment. It's all good. All coming together now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, So, what have you been doing? Well. I'll be playing Cyberpunk all the time, I think. <laughs> I've been playing Cyberpunk, of course, but we'll talk about that later. But, um, I had Arrow sent me David Cronenberg's 4K uh, release of Crash. Uh, yeah. That came out, it's coming out, we'll probably mention it later, but that's coming out Monday. They brought it, sent it out early to me, which was very nice. It's a special edition of it. Um... Yeah, and and I know people are going to give probably Johnny Depp a bit of a wide berth these days due to the headlines he's been getting. But I still do like Edward Scissorhands as the movie goes. And Waxworks Records released. Um, we're up for pre-ordering this week for the um, the score. It's okay. lovely artwork in a sort of a sky snowy blue vinyl album. Hmm. And I didn't know how that was going to go because, as we know, scalpers don't just go for PlayStation and Xboxes, they go for our vinyl as well. Yes, and, they do. And you will notice that when you some of the big titles that have not been brought out for a while or whatever, like this one. But I was able to purchase it and got my pre order in. That would be coming in January, I think, apparently sometime. Okay. Although Friday the 13th. The last, I think it was the last chapter of what they did, which is one where he's in New York. 
that's on my subscription with them. That is hopefully coming soon. And something that's landed at Heathrow, I have the score for the game Portal and also Hot Fuzz. I do like Hot Fuzz. Well, I watched it again this week. It's not one to talk about in movies anyway because it won't be worth it, but we've all seen it before. And no, I just it just makes me smile, that film. Mm. Never fail. If it's on halfway through an ITV tour, I'll probably just stare at it and watch it, you know, the sort of thing I am. Yeah, I know what you mean. But, uh, anyway, how about yourself? You've had um, a nice week by the sounds of it. Yeah, it's been tremendously busy, though, because, well, you know yourself, you, uh, my new PC arrived, finally, after all of the wars about the fact that they was shipped it to the wrong address and um, all of this, that and the other. Finally got my sticky little mitts on my PC mm. uh, on Monday, which uh, I was very glad to get it here. And, it, and actually... It was first thing in the morning as well. So it was sort of like that tortuous thing of having my PC sat there while I'm doing my work, thinking, I just want to go on my new PC. Mm. <laughs> Which is so frustrating, so frustrating. But uh, the day did finally end. Um, and then I managed to get my new PC out and did exactly how I wanted it to. But I have to say when i first switched it on mm. it i thought oh my god because it was it was a standard sort of uh sort of thing of, you know did things you that, get loosened did you have that quiet moment where you wait for it to hum and start and fire up no i was pretty sure that that would um that would boot up pretty quickly and mm. it did no, my my primary concern was the fact that after about an hour of use, mm-hmm. it thermally cut out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Did I you crap yourself when it happened. Uh, yes, there there was a certain amount of brown underwear involved in that moment. And um, then it started doing two long beeps, which is normally denotes that there is a problem with the processor. Mm. So I thought, well, okay, let's just not panic. It was too late for me to phone CyberPower at that point. Mm-hmm. But what had happened was one of the pins had come sort of loose on it. So as a result, what that meant was uh, just pushing it back in and it was all it was it was all absolutely fine so you know it's just one of them things um of stuff gets loosened you know i don't i'd gone round and i checked basically everything mm. apart from the this little pin that went into the side of the cooler which was sort of like a little bit obscured by the rgb uh ram <laughs> Because even even my RAM's got a, a this computer looks like blooming disco, um, but it's it's you know I wanted something that was over the top top. as it were, on on my RAM. 
because obviously, as you know, double data rate RAM, mm. whatever speed your RAM is reading at, double it, and that's the speed it's operating at. Right. Well, it was doing the RAM at uh, 1,066 um, megahertz, which is completely wrong because <laughs> it's uh, 3,200 DDR4. Yeah. So I had to go into the BIOS and change the you know cycle speed for the RAM mm-hmm. to match the 1600. So it's just like little bits of configuration, uh, you know, to do. And after that, it's been working sweet as a nut. It, you know, it's a fantastic machine. It boots up in about seven or eight seconds because of the one terabyte um, NVMe drive that's on there because it's the latest generation of NVMe as well. Mm. Um, and I'm, I'm not kidding you. You know how quick Destiny is to load on the Series X? Mm. Just over a minute. Yeah. Well, and, and that's getting you actually in the game, isn't it? So that's from when you get hit the A button on the intro screen. Yep. Going straight to the tower. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, I would say mine's about half that on my PC. Really? Really. I mean, it is That's super, crazy. super I mean, fast. I mean, I, I, I mean, to be honest, a minute, I don't get to scratch my ass. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, you know, when you first start the game up and it goes on and you get that screen and it does you know, play some bit of music and then it refreshes the screen with the up-to-date music. Mm. Yeah. Well, mine loads so fast, it only plays like a note and there's a flash of that image and then it's on the, um, you know, the latest main screen. Mm. And there is next to no time in it, um, flicking into my three characters and once i've done that it's about five seconds and it's actually uh in the game and you know you're on your director choosing where you want to go yeah so it's i mean it's super fast but then again you know it's an i9 it's a 380 um you know it's uh it's great the only thing the only only negative Mm. that my old pc has over this one is it has no five and a quarter inch drive base so i've had to get a usb blu-ray drive to be able to play blu-rays on Mm. you know off the pc that's been the only negative thing i did look at getting a 4k drive because yeah, there weren't yeah. that much more. But I thought, nah, because you'd have to buy the drive and then you'd have to buy, you know, £80 worth of um, power DVD to be able to play it. And I just thought, I'm not that bothered about it. Well, because it just about really... every Blu-ray you buy, ha- 4K Blu-ray has a Blu-ray attached to it as well. Yeah, you don't so... really need it. I mean, you've got your Xbox, you've got your player, you know... How many do you need, really? Well, we say I, I don't really need it, but I I do need it where I 
do my computing because I don't have a 4K Blu-ray player in that oh, really? part of... Yeah, because the, the, my my garage is sort of like separated into two parts of mm. what was my garage. So there is like my computing area and then there is sort of my gaming area and video watching area <clears> and <throat> the, never the twain shall meet, shall we say, uh, because... Um, you know, I've got my three screens or whatever, and my uh, TV, or like where you are, where your TV is wall to where your computer is, mm. my TV on the wall behind me on the other side, so I can't yeah. watch it. I could listen to it, but I couldn't watch it. So that's why, you know, I wanted a Blu-ray player back on here, so if I did want to watch a movie, I could stick it on one screen while I'm doing whatever else I'm doing. Mm. So, but other than that's the only only gripe I've got about it. Um, no, I didn't build it myself because I've <clears> built computers myself in the past. I no, costed this yeah. up. I couldn't have built it for the same amount, and it's I certainly good. couldn't have had a warranty with stuff. Yeah, but there's some good companies now that can do that for you. And if you ask them what you want, they'll just build it and they will test it, make sure it runs correctly before it goes out the door, even you know. So, yeah, exactly. Exactly, and I've I use CyberPower to buy my machine, um, which are actually a company up in Gateshead, so they're not that far from me. They're, they're also in America as well. Mm. And if you ever watch like Linus Tech Tips, um, you know they they do mystery shopper sort of things, and they quite often test CyberPower PCs and you know have mixed views on them, shall we say? Uh, but the uh, the UK branch over at, at Newcastle, I've always felt would be really good. It's my second mm. one I've had uh, from them, and um, you know, yes, it took it took about three weeks for me to get hold of this PC. Mm. Uh, some of that is to do with the scarcity of thirty eighty graphics cards, yeah, and part, some of that yeah. is also to do, yeah, and some of that is also to do with the fact that. Um, when you have a build, you know, a custom build, you have to wait. Mm. I mean, you can pay to jump the queue, but I wasn't going to pay 50 quid to get it five days earlier. Do you know what I mean? It would have yeah. just have been a bit of a nonsense. So, you know, I had, had to wait for it, but I was happy to because I've now got the exact machine that I wanted. It's exactly to my spec. And what I basically did was I went into a machine that was similar to what I spec I wanted spec. So I had a base and then I changed everything that I wanted. I mean, I must, I think with the exception of probably the cables, I think I changed everything else on that spec <laughs> at one point or another. Mm. And which, you know, like, you know, but uh, that's, uh, that's just the way things. The only thing that I think was a bit of a waste of money was I asked them to do um, sort of like the professional cabling so that all the cables were really, you know, managed well and stuff like that. Um, I could have done a better job. I was yeah. really disappointed with that. That that was a complete waste of money. Uh, so if you ever buy one from them, don't bother doing it. Just get them to just stick the cables in because all that they've done is just slotted everything through the holes and put it at the back and it's a jumbled mess and that's not what mm. I wanted. Um, you know, that, that to me is not what I paid for in that respect. But other than that, I'm absolutely delighted with the machine. It's absolutely brilliant. 
very good. And it runs Cyberpunk on Ultra quite happily. Yeah, well, I'd say something for later, but yeah, um, someone upstairs in this house is playing on a PC, where I'm downstairs playing on the Series X, so he's been jumping around looking at, trying to look at any sort of differences. But I can't see too many, to be honest, but, you know, it depends on the machine you've got. Mm. It's interesting how different some people's experiences are of that game, but we'll come on to that in the news. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, did you put it in the news? I have put it in the news, yeah. Okay. Yeah, but so, obviously, you know, getting this new machine, the whole week has been dedicated to reconfiguring this machine to my, you know, specs, getting all of my files crossed over, reformatted my machine. I've given my old machine to my son mm-hmm. because it was, you know, he had a, had a i5 with a Titan 1050. So mm-hmm. he's now got a, an i7 with a, you know, 1080, which is mm-hmm. an upgrade for him, no matter what way you look. <coughs> and, um, yeah, so he's absolutely over the moon. He can't believe how fast his new machine is. And then he comes downstairs and he really thinks, well, my machine's a bit of a tortoise because it, well, it is in comparison. Mm. Uh, but, you know, he's still absolutely delighted. And he's now asking me, when am I getting rid of this machine I've just bought and getting Any the next dream. one Any so that dream. he can have this one? Yeah, I said probably about six years' time, <laughs> to be honest, when it's a sort of mid-level uh, well, machine well, well, and a upgrade in the graphics card. Why then you can be at work and buy his own? <laughs> well, to be honest, you probably will be uh, <laughs> buying his one before I upgrade this machine, I would have thought. I think this is going to have to last me for some time for what I've paid for it. Mm. Um and the other thing I've had as well is I've had car problems. I've had it for weeks and weeks and weeks. Well, of course, yeah. And and the, it wasn't the alternator in the end then. I'm not sure what no, it was. No, it wasn't. No, it's, the car's been in the garage. It's been checked. Uh, but what's happening is that I keep... If I leave the car for a week, the car won't start. Battery's dead. Um, I've had two batteries die on us completely. Mm-hmm. And the and today we had one of those sort of like bit of epiphany moments. Um, and uh, we've got a friend called uh, Rob, and he's in charge of a fleet, and he is a mechanic. Mm. So um, I got in contact with him and said, uh, "Look, I'm." Sort of like, I I think that there's some sort of leaching of electricity going on somewhere in my car. Mm. And I said, and I have a funny feeling it's to do with the installed radio because I had a, you know, a, um, a third party radio put in. Well, say radio, it was, uh, you know, for um, the Apple CarPlay. Mm. And that was when the problem started. Um, and he's uh, said, he, well, he hasn't had a look, but he's, he reckons that that'll be exactly what it was based on everything that I've described. He said everything I've done has been exactly right, but he said what he thinks it is, is that evidently there's something about 
some of the wire pin configurations are slightly off uh, between some manufacturers, and if they've been put on the wrong way, it'll mm. still work, but it'll leach power, and he thinks that's what it is. So hopefully getting closer towards an answer. But I, I've thought all along, I think it's the install that has been done. Yeah, yeah. I... So, well, at least you're having fun with it. Uh, fun is not the word that I would use. Can't <laughs> get you from to be. Anywhere, shape, or form, it's been, nothing, it's been really seriously hacking. One thing, I, you know. Is you need your car, you know, for a minute, and if it's not working all the time, and you, you know, you're thinking when you go to it, will it come on or won't it? There's something about, you know, it, yeah, okay, it's an eight year old car, but it's only done 55,000 miles. Mm. Not far off my car to be honest for work. Yeah. So, I don't know. Anyway, he's going to have a look at it for me tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, he said I can pop it around his house and I'll leave it with him, and he'll uh, he'll have a look. And if he can't figure out what it is, he's going to disconnect the radio for a couple of weeks so that I can see if uh, you know if it's anything else that's le- leaching off mm. the battery. Um. So yeah. So that's that's uh, my update. Really? <laughs> you got anything else to add? Not really. Had it ready. Okay, okay. Well, in that case, then, uh, shall we go mm. on to gaming this week? No longer a dream, but a reality. All right. So, gaming this week, and we've got. Well, lots and lots of news, actually. First off, there's been a sneak peek. It's uh, out there in the wild. A new Mass Effect coming. Yeah, I thought they were going to mention the... Because they're doing like a... Yeah, as well. And if that's maybe not the case, but I thought that was, so... Well... They seem to be confirming and unconfirming the remaster all of the time, don't they? Mm. But they have confirmed that there is a new Mass Effect in development, but it's in early development. What that says to me is that we're not going to be seeing it until probably, what, 2024? Yeah, because I've I've seen it. I know it is coming out, the Legendary Edition. Yeah. That is coming out at some point. Um, I remember seeing a, I think I saw a video for it. There is a post for it, and there is a video for it, yeah. So it just says that it won't be coming out to 2021, so, yeah. Well, I mean, to be be fair, that is like 18 days type. (laughs) Yeah, I know, and you do like that. Um, But... Yeah, I mean, I can't wait for for uh, a new Mass Effect. Yeah, I don't want to be my fingers burnt though. No, what I what I want them 
to do is I want them to cook it properly, not do what they did with Andromeda. Just turn the heat up all the way so they can get it out quicker. Yeah. No, just 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 take the time, bake it as much as I want, just make sure that they release it while I'm still young enough to be able to play it. Oh, same way that Cyberpunk was done, you mean? Yeah. Although, we'll, we'll get on to that a bit in a minute. It'd be a good segue. But Sorry, we'll I, I decided to say <laughs> But I, I just can't wait for this. Hmm. Uh, but I'm looking forward to the remaster of 1 to 3 as well. I think this will be number 4. I think they'll go back to Shepard's story. It would be nice if they could. Yeah, I, I think that they will. It hmm. makes sense. You know, the the because of the failure of Andromeda, I think that they'll be wanting to recapture the glory of you know, of the Shepherd storyline. This is a mistake too, that's the craziest game they've ever made, I think. Yeah. I think uh, as a trilogy it was, you know, the the best you know, best set of games <clears> under, <throat> you know, one franchise that's been made. We may have to re download Andromeda and start again, you don't know. No, they've got time, it? I've been seriously thinking about restarting Andromeda. Mm. Seriously rethinking about it. I know that it's, you know, an older game and that we've got all of the new ones and whatever, but I never finished it. And it's one of those ones where I just feel like I should be going back to it. I was nowhere near doing it. I mean, I must be. Oh. It, it was when we got to Sudoku that, that killed it for me. Yeah, well, I suppose you can always go online and get the puzzle to speed up a bit, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. But we'll see. Anyway, let's talk about Cyberpunk. Because Cyberpunk has launched. Yay! <laughs> with lots of problems. Ooh. No, it hasn't. It's fine. Yeah, oh, yes. I'm a Bethesda boy. You know, we, we, we're used to it. We're used to it. Yeah, c- can we just have the less of the fanboyism of, you know, they can do no wrong sort of thing? Because <laughs> this is this is the scourge of this generation of, well, the last generation of consoles, which is obviously going on to the next generation. But uh, Sony's offering Cyberpunk 2077 refunds for PS4 and PS5 after gamers are basically saying this is a bag of doggy doo-doo. Uh, so Cyberpunk is uh, currently rocking in on a score of about 2.7 on the PS4 and about 3.5 on the Xbox One, uh, which is uh, showing that this much-loved and uh, antis- greatly anticipated games not doing quite so good well, as... I, uh, I, said, I said all along, bring it out on the next-gen consoles and leave it at that. Yeah, well, PC, where games truly meant to be played, it does shine. It, oh, so it what's has that? A lot of bugs. It has lots of bugs to uh, and other issues as well, but the scores there are six point seven out of ten. Um, but uh, quite a lot lower than the critics' views that this is a ninety out of a hundred game. Mm. Well. So, I mean, I was watching the the video one from sec. Digital Foundry. Okay, one sec, you're not with. Um, Digital Foundry were doing one with comparisons over the consoles. Yeah. 
And obviously, clearly, that the play, Xbox and PlayStation 5 sneak ahead of the rest. So, just proves they shouldn't have brought it out. Well, yeah, I mean, on the base PS4, evidently the game scrapes along at 720p at 15 frames a second. Mm. Uh, which is, you can't play it at that. That's absolutely awful. Um, and it's not really, I don't think it's really designed for that sort of level of hardware. Part of the issue is that Sony and Microsoft, for releasing of the games, are recording. You can't <clears throat> Microsoft. Uh, the expectation is that the game on the PS4 would basically look the same as the Pro or on the Xbox One, you know, the same as the mm. uh, Xbox One X, but you would either run it at 4K or at 60 frames a second or both. Um, but obviously, um, looking at it, it's just not comparable in any way, shape or form. Um, and it's just not the, you know, it's not the case with 2077. It's just the machines just aren't obviously powerful enough. Um, evidently, you can, if you are very nice on PlayStation and you don't start hurling abuse at the uh, people who are there to try and help you, you can get refunds for the game if you're not happy with how it's running. As long as you haven't done something like, for example, since launch, played 90 hours of it. Well, I think um, they don't mind you played over the two hours, they say, is it? I don't know. Yeah, I think it's a couple of hours and saying this is just a paper. I think you'll be all right. But if you've played like 24 hours of it and try to get a refund, they'll go, nah, don't think so. Mm. Um, and evidently on Steam, if you've got a low-end spec PC um, and you haven't played more than two hours of the game, uh, you can get a refund or their Xbox where it sounds pretty much like you can get a refund quite easily as long as you've meeting their uh, requirements for refunds, which is, I think, less than two hours gameplay or something like that. So if you've only just tried it, you know, then uh, mm. you can, you can uh, get your money back if you're not happy with it and then just wait until you've either got better hardware or buy it on another you know another system i think what is daft about this is and i think this is where it, it probably <coughs> excuse me i think it's probably where it's frustrating for uh, some people who maybe have a really tremendously powerful pc but for whatever reason originally chose i'll buy it on an xbox one or a PlayStation 4, why you would do it if you've got a good enough gaming PC to play this, but let's say those people, they mm. can't transfer that license over to the PC to play it on there. Well, no, you just have to cancel it, get your money back, and then rebuy it. Yeah, I know, but it's a ridiculous thing, isn't it? Well, they are separate entities, aren't they? So yeah, yeah they are. And, and I... I understand and I know that, but at the same time, it's also a bit ridiculous. Yeah. But irrespective, 
it's had issues. How, how, how's it been on the uh, Series X? I had a couple of times where it sort of froze for a second. And then just carried on playing. Yeah. I mean, I was going to mention something when we were playing later, but <clears throat> excuse me. Version 1.04 has arrived. That automatically downloaded last night. Um, I've only got one. I've really only got one little beef with it, and it's a really minute beef. But I'm hoping they can fix it. And it's a screen ratio for 16:9 for the TV, because the HUD of what you're looking on the screen with what you want to do and what you're going to do to call a car or throw a grenade. It's slightly out on the left-hand side. Is that not to do with you realigning no. your screen? No, it's not. It's not. You can't do what you you know what you can do in Destiny, for example. You can get the um the white four corners. Yeah. You can't do that in this game. All right. Okay. So what I went, what I did was I went into the TV itself. And went to where I got 16.9, 4x3, and so on and so forth. There's one way there where you can try and stretch or unstretch the, the screen you're using. Right. Yeah. If I, if, I, if I minimize it to maximum, or it's the other way around actually, I still can't get it all in. So when it says Act 1, and it'll give you a title, I lose the part of that writing that goes across the screen on the left-hand side. Right, okay. And if you look at my post to CD Project Red on Twitter, you'll see what I mean. Cause there's two pictures there. There's one on the left, one on the right. One's my screen, and one's upstairs in the, on a PC. And you can see that it's out by a fraction, but it's enough to be out. It doesn't spoil the game. Things still pop up where they should do, but it's just a little bit annoying. Yeah. And... If you go onto Reddit and other places, it is there in the uh, in some posts. Some people are able to, to deal with it, depending on their TVs. But I've got a really new TV, but I can't do no more than what I've done, unfortunately. But other than that, we can talk about the rest of it a little bit later because it's a fantastic game. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. Well, in that case, then, let's move on to the Game Awards. So we've had lots of these. Mm. Do you want to start running through some of them? Yeah. Did you see, I mean, I, I didn't catch all of it correctly because I was about working that day. So it was, I think it was late night, was it, for us? Yeah. I did see Gal Gadot do give an award and I just melted like I normally do when she's on the screen. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not sure if I missed any of the big trailers or not. That's the only thing I'm not too sure about. I think that the biggest trailer was the Mass Effect one, wasn't it? Oh, was it? Yeah. Okay, about, if you Google it, it's about 28 minutes of trailers. So there was a pre-show before that as well. Mm. Anyway, so... Um, right. So best game directive was Last of Part 2 from Naughty Dog. Best narrative was Last of Part 2 as well. Best art direction was Ghost of Tsushima. Very well deserved there. Best score and music is Final Fantasy VII Remake, which I thoroughly agree with. Yep, so do I. Uh, best audio design, again, The Last of Us Part 2. 
best performance was Laura Bailey as Abby in Last of Part 2 as well. Um, it seemed to go one way only on this. Best ongoing game. I suppose that includes stuff like Destiny and whatever, but apparently No yeah. Sky won that. And I think uh, they they deserve that as well because of the amount of support that they've given that game since launch. Yeah. It is you a want, totally you, different game now. Yeah, do you want to carry on with the next year? Uh, yeah, sure. So best indie game is Hades. Best mobile game uh, is Among Us. Best community support game is Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout. Innovation in accessibility is The Last of Us Part 2. Best VR and AR game is Half-Life uh, Alex. Uh, best action is Hades. Best action adventure, The Last of Us Part 2. Best role-playing game, Final Fantasy VII Remake. <coughs> best fighting game, Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate. Mm. Best family is um, Animal Crossing New Horizons. Best strategy or sim is Microsoft Flight Simulator. Best sports or racing is Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2. Best multiplayer is Among Us. Best debut game is Fan, uh, Phasmophobia. And uh, creator of the year was uh, Valkyrie. Do you do the esports? Yeah, because I was just going to check on what you were doing, but I will do that in a minute. Okay, so best esports was League of Legends. Best esports athlete was... Theo Showmaker, Shu, League of Legends as well. Best team was GT Sports from League of Legends. Best eSports e- e- event, same again with League of Legends, World Championship 2020. Best eSports host, I'm not even going to pronounce that, but yeah. Ify Shoji Dupitreri. Yeah, and best eSports coach was Danny Zonic. Cool. So, new releases. There's a fantastic amount of one year releases. I'll let you do that in a minute. I'll let you do that for a minute while I'm just checking on something on my Xbox. Okay, so the new release for this week is a collection of Saga Final Fantasy. Tyranny Gold Edition, uh, both are free now on the Epic Game Store. And now he's going to get uh, very cyberpunky. Is it Steve? Sorry, mate, I was trying to, trying to find that game we were talking about on the Xbox, but I do apologise. Um, are you going to start? Sorry, you broke, sorry, you broke up there, We're going to spoil it now that we've been having a few issues, and I've been being very quiet and then going, yep, 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 when I didn't hear a bloody thing, but we're <laughs> going we're gonna to work with it. <laughs> yeah, we are. We're, um, we're at the moment, um, a bag of dishwater, basically, um, in terms of sound quality. I have to go back to the old way of doing it on uh, on Audacity, us recording it. And we do it this week. We have a 
haven't done it this week, but maybe for the end of year show, uh, which will be next week. So, um, in terms of that, Cyberpunk 2077, long, long awaited, long promised games, finally here. I picked it up on PC. Um, Steve's picked it up on X. And I was testing it out. And Steve's uh, committed the rest of his life to playing it by the sounds of it. Destiny. It is his destiny to play Destiny again at some point in about 200 hours. Don't worry, so, I, did, I did get some Destiny in this week and with a, and with a new fire team, so don't, you know, don't ooh, worry about that. New, new fire team, indeed. Yeah. Who's that, then? Oh, Gav is one. I can't the other guy. It's Gav's mate. Um, All right, Gav, okay. It's, it's someone we haven't... I haven't played with Gav for years, and we were chatting on Twitter, and we just... He's, got it now we were on it so yeah we had a good time playing it at night but i like well, that but it and said he was oh it was absolute rubbish so oh, it's did? obviously gaff did no that's a different game oh right okay how oh, different oh, don't listen okay. to him now he's talking about <laughs> listen no one is just two, two different games right okay Okay, cool. Anyway, carry on with this. So, Cyberpunk 2077. I'm going to say, and this is completely in contrast to you, I'm not blown away so far, but I am very, very early in the game. But so far, this game is feeling like I'm playing Deus Ex 3. No, I I know where you're coming from, but you don't have to... You don't have to be a, a hacker in this game. I wasn't even thinking of that. I was thinking sort of like um, the, you know, crouchy sort of stealth movements and that kind oh, of no, stuff. Oh no, no, I can, I can. Sometimes I might, I might go in there and run and gun. Yeah. You know? Or sometimes I'm in there doing distractions and hacking into people to to, to take some of their health away. Or doing all sorts of weird things for distractions. Mm. But uh, that's just a mere scratch of the surface for this game anyway. Yeah, well, like I'm not really in a position I can say that much at the moment because I've had like two hours probably maximum time playing this game. And what I'm going to say is on PC, I mean, you know, yes, it's partly to do with the rig I've got, but... It looks stunning, no no doubt about it. It looks absolutely fantastic. Uh, on high end PC, it quite clearly plays like a dream. Mm. Uh, you uh, take it. It's uh, is it you? You sort of your daughter's uh, boyfriend who's. Uh, it's my 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 eldest daughter's um, fiance. I say that they're getting married in January, but yeah. Um... Oh wow! Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Right. Um, so, he, what sort of rig's he on? Do you know? I'm not too sure, but it's not bad, to be honest. I wouldn't, if I get the time to ask him, I'm sure I can let you know what he's running on, but it looks great up there. Yeah. And when I when I go downstairs, to be honest, it looks great on here. Um, obviously, 
comparing it to a 4K upgrade for Destiny 2, there can be a slight difference there from that point of view. Mm. But what I've, what I've done is I've only left field of view and lens flare on and then set the frame rate, set the quality. Right. And it looks, it looks great enough as it is. I could, it's very playable. It's no bother at me at all. I'm thoroughly enjoying it. Mm. Um, so for me, I started out, obviously, when you boot the game up, you've got three types of characters you can play. Yeah. There's one in the Badlands, you've got the Street Kid, or you've got the Corporation. So and I went you went the, Badlands, didn't you? No, I didn't. I went for the Street Kid. Okay. And it's a she. What a surprise. Now. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to ask a question here. Did you, did, you, did you use all of the things on the... Uh... I did have a play. Right, okay. Now, so did you get the option of boob size? Yes, I did. And also... You got, on the mail, you got the option of penis size. No, but I could... What you could do is... So I, met, I, turned, I turned that on as well, if you're with me. Mm-hmm. And I, you're able to then put like a little chat down there if you want or whatever. Yeah. Now, so you're telling me you turned on your avatar. Yeah. Now, what you can do is, though, if you want, really, really wanted to, you can actually go from from male genital downstairs as much as being a woman. Right. I, you, I went down to your kiddie. You then said, do you want to extend it? <laughs> we for real. <laughs> so, oh, anyhow, so... So I've got her set as a woman with nice purple hair. She looks all right. Okay. Um, yeah, I did. I did extend the boobs a bit bigger. I felt like I needed to do that. Yeah, as you do. Yeah. But <clears throat> going on from that. So just just to, just to just to say, and this is just out of general curiosity. Yeah. Is it just the one option for like boob size, or does it have type? No. No, you can you can you can extend or decrease the um, the bazingas. <laughs> right. So it's it's not because you know obviously some women who've had plastic surgery can look like very fake or very natural. Yeah, it's oh, so like very a fake or a natural you, sort of option. If you reduce if you reduce them down, they still look pretty pretty normal, but they're just smaller cup size. Oh, fair enough. And it's just curious because it's not a part of the game I would go into. I mean, in terms of yeah, manhood, it was sort of like well, you want a little one, a medium one, or a big one, and that well, was you about can. It. But at the end of the day, this is an eighteen certificate game, so it is. Yeah, it is. You know what I mean? So yeah. And then what I did do is one one of the early missions. I'm going down to this sort of like these streets, which are pretty seedy. Yeah. And. Um, I was just walking along. I mean, I just love to walk around the game. I just, I haven't got a car yet. Even though I'm traveling, and I don't actually have a car. Yeah. Evidently, I, one of the tips for you to do is to pick up absolutely everything and oh, sell I, it. I, yeah, but at the moment, I, I want to go for crafting. So I'm picking up everything and anything. And what you can do is these, these, like, these, these uh, information booths that sort of glow. And you can actually fast travel between them. So that can be a help at the moment. Yeah. But I, pr- I got approached by this woman if she wanted um, 
went to some services with me. Or should I say she, my she. And uh, I could have done, but I ended, it was in the afternoon and I really wasn't in the mood. <laughs> that does sound wrong, but you can actually, I'm assuming you can, you can just do whatever you want. Well, evidently there are about three or four characters that you can romance. Yeah, I, I found... There I, is one that is only interested in men, one who's only interested in women, and one, one who's whichever way. only interested in women, because I'm hoping it's uh, Judy, one with all the tattoos on her, but I don't know if you've seen her yet. You haven't seen her. No, I haven't seen her. No, she's lovely. But yeah, it's it's a fascinating game that there is so much to do. You remember the first time you ever played probably Grand Theft Auto? Yeah. And how that was. It's exactly the same, or even to the, the point of view, even with a, an Assassin's Creed game. If I take that map away and just zoom out, there's so much on it. Yeah. Because I'm picking up all the different uh, <clears throat> these little card wallets, which have got other storylines that you know, little side missions. And God, it's just I've got so much I can be able to do in this game. But then there's three ways to, you know. Hopefully, by the time the uh, the new port comes out for the Series X and the PlayStation 5, I'll probably start a new game with a different character. And yeah. uh, Keanu Reeves, he's superb in it. Uh, I am now running around with him in my head. Uh, are you ready for that? Because it cut out again. Sorry, I didn't get any of that, but I was just saying uh, as if I was listening. It, evidently, it's uh, Judy that is the on the game. Oh, really? yeah, right. Okay, it's really breaking up the, badly. I'm here as a boy. <laughs> but um, uh, who is the one that you can roll as a female? Brilliant. That's all I need to know. Thank you very much. <laughs> but I'm with. I've been doing it right. at the it's moment. It's what you can find out on the internet. It is, isn't it? Um, I'm, I've just been finishing a main part of the story with her. Yeah. And she was with me where I was. The gunplay is pretty cool. I think it reminds me a little bit of Rainbow, some of the Rainbow Six. You know, you get the uh, you get the purple armor, the green armor. Which, I know, do, yeah. Well, they got, this is very similar for the guns in the game. Right, okay. So you when you start the game, you get what you get guns that got a white label to them. And they're getting green and purple. Yeah. There are some games, there are some weapons that I like, I suppose, in brackets. I'm saying, going to call them exotic, which you can pick up. Uh, just, I don't know, I'm, I think I need to get the book. I think I need to get the actual uh, hardback from Amazon. You know, the, uh, the playthrough guide? Yeah. I think that's one you need to have. Mm. But overall... You know, I'm just, this could be game of the year for me. I'm, I'm sorry. I know people are going to think I'm nuts. But it's what we've been waiting for to play as a game. Yeah, yeah. I always, the problem with this time of the year, and if you do a, like, game of the year sort of thing, mm. is games like Cyberpunk will get everybody voting for them because it's the most recent thing and everybody's like really enthusiastic and then you forget about games like Ghost of Tsushima which was awesome oh yeah Uh, yeah of course it was amazing game have you played it yeah 
I've been playing it. I don't know how far I've got now, to be honest. But um, you played it? Yeah, I've got it sitting on my shelf. But I just, I'm just walking around there. They, I think they've done this. You know, you know the way Watch Dogs was when we first saw that. Yeah. Well, and that was a pile of poo, wasn't it? Really, Watch Dogs. Oh, it was awful. But, yeah. And the, I think the same probably. I'm, not, I'm going to probably put it out there now, but the latest one, Legion as well isn't great now but CD Projekt Red bar the few little issues they've been having which rightly or wrongly are there and we can't not dispute the fact that they are there so they can't be sort of stretched under the carpet too much but forgetting that putting that to one side for a minute this is a much better way of playing a game I mean I, I was walking down the street to go to this corporation just because it was something I needed to do early in the game. I won't say reason why, but and I actually got my got my machine gun out and started shooting people. It was just off the cliff. I was just walking away, running down the street. Oh, I'm glad I did a I did a quick save earlier on because I got hammered by the old bill. Everyone was screaming and running around out the way, and then all the old bill turned up to take me out. Yeah, so I'd, I'd watched a YouTube video. Someone said that they'd done that and then just started talking to somebody. And the old Bill went, oh, well, he stopped firing now. He's all right. No, 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 no. They actually they killed me in the flash. Mm. Now, it's, I mean, obviously, again, with the weapons the way they are, the clothes you, you, can, you can pick up and find just by walking around anywhere. When I'm in a part of the story and I'm in, if I'm there interrogating someone over something, I'm going in that room and I'm taking everything I can take out of there. Yeah. Whether it's from a pair of knickers or a bra and a CD set shop to, you know, um, armor, ammo, weapons. I mean, I, at one point in the game, I was just, I was just decided to use my fists and I was just going through these, these characters. I'm picking up all the guns in that because I'm just collecting and collecting and collecting and then I'm dismantling some of the parts just so I can get my um, get myself cred up on that. Yeah, because you want to get as much credits as you can at the beginning of the game, evidently. I'm not yet. Yeah, I mean, there is there is a there is a couple of things where you will pick some up anyway due to the story pre six hours. I think I've got about sixteen thousand at the moment mm. without trying to be honest. But I, there are some videos there that ways they say you know, money, and I think we did that in Grand Theft Auto as well. And yeah, well, I posted something on our Facebook group about um, things that the game doesn't tell you to do. Yeah, yeah, that's it. But if anybody was interested, it's so, so in depth. It's so in depth. It's unreal. Yeah, and if and, and I think. Going in blind at that first first hour, I'm thinking, what the hell am I going to be doing with all these menus? There's so many of them. Mm. But as you know, <clears throat> and as you, there is a there was a, a little bit of a train. There's a, there's a training mode in the beginning of the game, which will help you out with a few bits and pieces, which you, which you can do. I didn't think it explained itself very well, though. Um, I think you've got to use your eyes and ears and read as well because there's so much text in the game. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you're not a 
big fan of reading throughout while playing a game. It's uh, I mean, probably going to be a bit of an off-putting thing for you. I mean, you're going to get phone calls from people. You're going to get text messages. Yes. Yeah. Answer and stuff like so exactly the same as we did with the other one. You see, the other thing is I was thinking about is that I actually prefer this to Witcher. Now maybe it's because of my love for Blade Runner really that does it. You know. I I think it is because there is more than a whiff of Blade Runner about this. Oh God, yeah. When when you when you're walking across the streets and you go to a zebra crossing. And it says yeah. it's got, it's got, so it's a, you've got yellow and white, the lines, the marker of the, of the, what you're walking across the road. And like in Blade Runner, it, it would say, wait, 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 please walk. And it's very similar sort of stuff just to go across the Ross there. And <clears throat> early in the game, that, not giving too much away, I had to carry this, um, this body out of a bath. And as like most people are, they, you know, you've got, um, you will find a car, we're going to go old school, we're going to call it this or whatever. For implants and stuff like that. And I took this woman out and I took her onto the side of a, a, a lorry to a roof. And then this cut, this, this like ambulance with all these policemen in it just was hovering there as they all came out. Like, you know, so I'm hoping we can fly cars in this game. Mm. I don't, I've not looked into that, but if it would be a pleasure to do that as well. Yeah. Uh, it's just, yeah, no, it's awesome, absolutely awesome. And I, I say, my upstairs, he's playing now. He said he couldn't wait to get home with the Mickey just to see what he's done playing. Mm-hmm. It is that type of game, and I, I feel sorry for people that are going to be disheartened with it because of issues. Because they'll be missing out, personally, for I think. Yeah, I mean, if you're a bit undecided, or certainly if you've got the lower end spec of uh, machines it might be worth just sort of like leaving it for the time being and let them sort out the issues before you actually uh you know take it on board i would have thought you're thinking at some point of upgrading to another machine you know wait till then maybe yeah you know but i'm not sure i've not heard how the ps4 and the ps4 pro for example how those fans kick in with that game which they must do, I would have thought. Well, I'm sure that it probably sounds like a helicopter. Yeah. I mean, I'd be tempted to actually just put it on the Xbox One X in the other room and just yeah. download it and try it. Just to see how bad it is in comparison. Yeah, that's it. Because did you buy, I suppose on the boxes now, their Xbox One Xbox S or Xbox Series. Yeah, so you won't, have the, you, won't, you won't have the Xbox XS or whatever it will, Series X on it, unless it's actually going to go for the upgrade at the moment. Yeah. So where we're in like a compatibility mode at the moment for that, mm. until we get that upgrade, the same way that now Destiny has the um, 4K 60 frames upgrade, and FIFA 21 has got the 4K 60 frames, 60 hertz, sorry, upgrade. Yeah, you know, which will will look amazing anyway, and then it will it will run like a dream. I'm sure. I'm sure it will. But at the moment, I look at that image on the screen; it looks great. It's not blurry at all. It still looks crisp and clear. Now, obviously, there's a lot of factors with with what you're running on, what the TV is as well. 
but yeah, I'm just absolutely loving the game. Just I'm really enjoying it. Mm. I can't I can't praise this game enough because it's it's the sort of game I want to, I've been wanting to play for a long time. And for me to say that coming on from my normal drug that I take, it's you know what I mean. Yeah, your addiction to destiny. Yeah, yeah. But then again, I have been playing that. <clears throat> so we had on Tuesday we had the the, um, the Series X upgrade for it, and before I did anything, I went into the settings. And one of the best things you can do is you can change the field of view. Yeah. Now the field of view in Cyberpunk is, is yes or no. But in Destiny, I think it starts at 75 and you can go up to 102 or 3 maybe, and maybe a bit more. But I set it to 95, which seemed about right for me. Yeah. I did take off the film grain and the chromatic abbreviation on it. And it looks amazing. It's fast, it's crisp, it's clean. And if you've got a, if you have a 120 hertz TV, Crucible is 120 hertz, and you can tick that as well, but I obviously won't tick it because there's no point, so I'm going to give you a 60. But that's good enough mm. anyway. So, again, you know, some of these games now are bringing out these little upgrades that we get for free. And the same for FIFA 21, that came out, there was a title update earlier, earlier last week, which was just a, a bug update as such. Yeah. And then the the 4K 60 hertz came in. What they did, unfortunately, is that that sort of put the game back to. See, it did what it does do. It does save your um, beef ultimate team, but anything else. So you may well have lost your save file for that. Mm. But I don't think it's too much of a beef, to be honest. Um, and when that started up, was all the introduction to a football match. With teams coming out, it was awesome. And it plays nice and crisp as well. It just, it's a, yeah, it's. I suppose my eyes are now open to the new, the new things, isn't it? You know. Yes. Which obviously PC players have been having for such a time, but yeah, I know. I yeah. can't, can't wait more for more games to, to have this. You know, I did download Control, but I haven't. Yeah, I probably won't at the moment. Is that on Game Pass? Mm-hmm. Cheers, isn't it? Is, it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And as we were, I'm going to say this now because as I, I'm looking at my phone and it says I can do it. I'm led to believe, and I, I went on, to, obviously, I went on to the Xbox app on the phone. Yeah. And Microsoft Flight Simulator, it says, it's on there, I can go install, and it says choose where you want to install it. And it says I can install it on my Xbox One X. Or my Xbox Series X. So when I get off this podcast tonight, I'm going to be downloading that to see if that is the truth. On hell of a game to start to have a look at as well, especially with the graphics. <clears throat> I'm, sh- I'm sure you'll be able to. I mean, I'm going to uh, download Control. But it says, you see, it says available on PC, but I'm looking and it says available on PC, but I can install it now on my Xbox. So it must be there. Now, I couldn't find it really. I haven't really looked properly on the on Microsoft Store on the Xbox yet, even though I've got that in front of me at the moment. 
So, yeah, see what happens when, when as soon as we finish this game, I'm going to hit install, see what happens. Yeah, well, I mean, for me, um, I've actually picked up Control on a PC. Oh, okay. Um, so I'm interested to see what difference there is between the PC version and the Series X version, I think or, you know, the... I think it'll just be a compatibility mode. No, I'm thinking in the ray tracing. Oh, okay. Let you know. I think it'll be a good test to see what is the difference between the the PC sort of ray tracing and the current sort of higher end graphics yeah. to the Series X, and how do they compare? Yeah, I don't know about that. But I know what you're saying. Mm. It'd be quite interesting to see. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, I mean the game's supposed to be not bad, isn't it? I know it got a bit of didn't it get a bit of slating when it came out. It did get a slate of when it came out, and I said I thought it was unjust if you remember because I played this on day one. Yeah, and you know I, I said I I was really quite enjoying it, and I always knew it was one of those ones that was just going to sit there as a sleeper. And then suddenly everybody would start to find it, which is what's happened. Yeah. The control for it, and the thing I think that hacked me off a little bit as well, mm. was that they said that you're only going to get the upgrade if you've got the Ultimate Edition, which wasn't available at launch. So if you if you had the game from the very beginning, you can't get the uh, upgrade on the newer consoles, which mm. is absolute rubbish. Really bad, I think, yeah. but it's made it a bit irrespective now because of having it on you know the ultimate edition on the uh game pass, mm. but that's not going to stay there forever, which is the, one of the reasons why I got it on PC. Well, by then, it might be pretty cheap anyway. Well, it was, it was like 10 quid. Yeah, I mean, if you get to enjoy the game, then it shouldn't be a problem to be honest. You know? No, and there was DLC for it as well, mm. which is why it just ended up being more cost-effective to buy it on the PC than, you know, uh, get the Ultimate Edition on the Xbox. Mm. So I was just, you know, being selective, really. Yeah, yeah. As you do. No, Absolutely. Yeah, and uh, I actually I also went into Destiny as well this week. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I'm finding it hard to get a grip on the story of this because I seem to have lost the story somewhere. Because I've got onto this uh, bit where you've got to um, find some creature that's uh, a servitor. Oh, there's always servitor seems to be involved with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you've got to go, you know, charge something up and then go and look for it somewhere in the uh, the tangled shore. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I mean, are you still in the story, aren't you? Yeah, but there's no progression to the story at the moment. I'm obviously not doing something that needs to be done to, you know, to progress the story. Um, I'm trying to think what that would be actually because it's 
pretty obvious normally. You normally had to see what's going on. Yeah. No, I've got a couple of quests sat there. Hmm. Um. And uh, what is what is that new uh, thing where you've got to do? You've got to put something down, kill everything, then you've got to go find where it goes to, and what, then go into. Does that have to do with the status? So, so I can't remember. Yeah, I, I wasn't really paying that much attention. I was you just... have to show me some screenshots so you give me an idea. Yeah, I will do. Show you some screenshots of where I am. Yeah. <laughs> um, but. Yeah, because the story was progressing. It seemed to have pick it up again. Which is yeah. So have you, I know at some point in the story you have to still go to do think, something on Europa. And then you obviously, you've got to go to the Cosmic Drone as well. The old, old Cosmic Drone from the D1. Yeah, I haven't had anything for me to go there. You will do though. Yeah, but it's not picking it up at the moment. <clears throat> if it's on PC, you'd have to show me some screen. Yeah, what you can do, can't you, is a bit later. Live stream it. Well, not necessarily that, but with Skype, can't you show me your screen? That would be the best way to do it when we finish. Just quickly put it on and then just show me where you're going. All right, so we're back, and we've had technical difficulties. We won't, won't lie. Uh, so we'll just end uh, the gaming talk uh, at that point, I think, and we'll go into um, movies, TV, and streaming. In quest of a better life. All right, so movies, TV, and streaming, and well, we have news. Not so good news for Steve, I have to admit, because he his reaction was, shall we say, rather negative uh, about things. But basically, not not nine, not eight, ten spin-off series, including yeah. one starring Donald Glover. Now, I will say this, that there's only one I'm actually looking forward to seeing. Out of all that lot. Right, okay. Only one, because I remember seeing it being talked about, and they were saying about it, I think, I think oh, okay, that could be interesting, but it will feel like a part of Star Wars as I know it. Where, where are we getting all this drivel that they're trying to bring into the universe at the moment, Disney. But, uh, yeah, you go ahead. I will, I will just jump in with a little bit when you say it, but you crack on, mate. I know you okay. can't wait to talk about all these Star Wars stuff that's going on. I'm so tired no, I can't wait to talk about this. Even though I can't hear the half your of the conversation anyway, which might be a good thing. <laughs> yeah, Skype is absolutely terrible today. Uh, so, following on from The Mandalorian, uh, which uh, featured a fan favourite, Baby Yoda or Grogu, as we now know him to be called, uh, more Star Wars spin offs uh, are being added to Disney. These will include a series starring droid C3PO and R2D2, as well as Smuggler Lando Calrissian, played by Donald Glover, also known as uh, Child Rapper uh, Childish uh, Gambino. 
Hadian Christian will return as Darth Vader in Kenobi. That's uh, based what I'm looking, on that Je- one I'm looking forward to. I don't mind that. Yeah, based on Jedi Master Obi-Wan Kenobi. I have to admit, in terms of a purist kind of point of view, that's probably the one I was off looking forward to the least. Really? From, I think uh, that... from a story perspective, because don't forget, when Vader uh, met with Kenobi on the Death Star, the line of the last, you know, the last time I saw you, uh, oh. you know, yes, yeah, that all of all of that, you know. Now I am the master. Yeah, and that would fall suit for when you know uh, Anakin and Kenobi uh, fought. And obviously he turned into Darth Vader. But if he has him subsequently meeting Darth Vader, uh, you know, Kenobi and Darth Vader meeting after that, it kind of washes it away. Evidently, that's going to be 10 years after the events of uh, Episode 3 as well. There's also going to be two Mandalorian spin-off series called The Rangers of the New Republic and Ashoka. Um, are also in the work. So if you don't know uh, Ahsoka, she was Anakin Skywalker's apprentice, his uh, Padawan learner from the uh, Clone Wars cartoons. And she's a, a really good character, actually. She's uh, gets well-developed over the uh, the course of those years. And they've, they've actually done a live-action return of her in the new Mandal- you know, season two of The Mandalorian. And really, it's the first time that you actually see a Jedi in in the show. And, you know, it was absolutely fantastic episode. And I'm quite sure we're going to see more of her later on in the season as well. So lots to look forward to if you're a Star Wars fan. Or if you're Steve, lots to ignore and just concentrate on what you know. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think that's probably the best way to put it. Yeah, yeah. So next one up is Chadwick Boseman will not be recast in the Black Panther sequel. So following the death of the uh, actor um, in August from colon cancer at the age of 43, uh, it's not been known how Disney would go ahead with the next installment of the franchise, but what they've now confirmed is that Marvel will honour the lead actor's legacy by continuing to explore the world of Wakanda and all of the rich and buried characters introduced in the first film. While a lot of people uh, thought uh, Latia uh, Wright would pick up the mantle from her on-screen brother, uh, there have been calls for her to be recast and Black Panther sequel to be cancelled after she slammed online for the COVID anti-vax uh, video asking if the vaccine would implant 5G antennas inside people. I don't think whether or not she should be fired. I think maybe given some mental help might be more appropriate. Um, but the 27-year-old uh, Guyana-born actress like uh, like several of the tweets that call for her to be recast as she continues to uh, Twitter uh, to read claiming that people are uh, cancelled as soon as you don't conform to popular opinions. <laughs> so 
be interesting to see, but I wonder what they're going to do with Black Panther if they're not recasting. Maybe mm. they just ignore the fact that he's even there, but I don't think that they can really. Maybe he'll just get killed off and that'll be the end of the Black Panther line, uh, which would be a shame. Um, Christian Bale has joined the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So the Batman star will be appearing in Thor, Love and Thunder, playing the villain God Butcher alongside Chris Hemsworth, Natalie Portman and Tessa Thompson. Uh, Disney Plus is also getting several upcoming uh, movies. There's going to be the Tom Hanks will be starring in Pinocchio remake. Yeah, yeah with uh, Amy Adams' uh, 2007 film Enchanted will have a sequel called Disenchanted. There's going to be an animated film, uh, Raya and the Last Dragon, uh, will also um, be shown from March as well. It was also confirmed that newcomer uh, Imran Vanelli uh, has won the role of uh, Kamala Khan from the Ms. Marvel series coming in 2021. So if you've played the new um, Marvel Avengers uh, game on you know, Xbox, PlayStation or PC, you'll be more than familiar with Ms. Marvel. Um, and she's um, one of the, oh, she's the first like superhero from uh, being of Indian heritage, I think, as well. Uh, so the show will um, tie directly into Imran uh, Vanelli joining Brie Larson for Captain Marvel 2 also. Other upcoming shows for Disney Plus revealed during the panel uh, also include Hawkeye, uh, with Hayley Steinfeld confirmed to be joining the original star Jeremy Renner as a young archer Kate Bishop. She-Hulk, which should have Titania Malaysia, sorry, Maslan. How do you spell that? How do you say that? Maslani. We'll start opposite. Yeah, we'll start opposite Mark Ruffalo as Jennifer Walters. And the Hulk star, uh, Tim Roth, uh, reprises his role as the Abomination as well. There's going to be Secret Wars, which will have uh, Nick Fury uh, in there, uh, very own Samuel L. Jackson. And Talos, which will uh, also be in there as well, uh, played by Ben Mandelson, uh, which will be a race to stop the Skrull invasion of Earth. There'll be uh, Ironheart, um, which is uh, if Bill could talks. Uh, Dominique Thorne has been recast as uh, Riri Williams, the inventor of the most advanced uh, mechanical uh, super suit uh, since Iron Man. Uh, that's going to be linking in with Armor Wars, which is uh, about Colonel James Rhodes. He must stop uh, the late uh, his late friend Tony Stark's technology for falling into the wrong hands. There's going to be, excuse me, Moonlight which is going to be the Oscar Isaac uh, casting rumours, which have uh, gone unmentioned. There is going to be the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, featuring the original cast and directed by James Gunn on the set of Volume 3, and also a, a one of I Am Groot, which will be an original Disney Plus short featuring the Guardian. Mm. So Disney are really going for it. Can't, can't knock them for that. Quantity over quality is my concern. <laughs> I'll, let you, I'll let you, yeah. Um, You know, 
it's, it's, it's sort of like I'd rather have one fantastic new Star Wars series than ten mediocre ones. Yeah, it's about quality in the day, isn't it? So yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to do the cinema releases? Yeah, I can do. I'm just minimise this because I have to clear my screen a bit here. Just trying to help everything run smoothly, but I don't know if it still is at the moment. It does okay. seem to be running smoother since you switched your Xbox off. I have to. But that doesn't. We weren't doing anything. Well, it would have been doing trade still on your. Uh, it's not downloading anything, let's put it that way. Anyway, 14th of December. We have David Bryan's American Utopia and The Farm. 16th, we have Wonder Woman 1984. At last, thank you. And that's, that's Wednesday, isn't it, as well? That comes out. It is. If you can find a cinema that's open to watch it. Well, worst case, you can watch it um, at Christmas on, um, on your whatever place you are going to be watching the video on demand. Uh, 17th, we've got The Haunting of Alice Bowles. On the 18th, we've got Let Him Go, Come Away and Racer. Christmas Eve, we have The Lost. Christmas Day, we've got Freaky and Dino King 3D Journey to the Fire Mountain. The Is 25th, there really ever a cinema that's open on the 25th? No, no, never. Maybe in the States. That's what I, I thought. Boxing Day, One Night in Miami. Oh, it might be better being there than over here. Uh, 28th, we've got Seized. On the 3rd, we've got Lady of Heaven. And on the 1st of January, Tomorrow, Nabuta and the Legend of the Sun King. So, do you want to go and do the Blu-ray? Yep, so Blu-rays, this is up until the end of the year. So on the 14th, we have Crash, limited edition David Cronenberg uh, 4K, or the limited edition Blu-ray. Doctor Who Series 7 Steelbook on Blu-ray. Dragon Ball Z Season 2, Blu-ray and Limited Edition Steelbook. Game of Thrones Seasons 1 to 8 on 4K Blu-ray Steelbook. Now, there is a collection I would like to own. Say uh, again? There is a collection I would like to own. The 4K, okay. 4K Blu-ray for Game of Thrones Season oh, 1 to 8. Okay. Yeah. Ghost of Mars on Blu-ray. We've got uh, Tenet Steelbook now, on Blu-ray. Isn't that the John Carpenter movie? Ghost of Mars, yes. Yeah. What it was. Uh, Tenet is also on 4K Blu-ray, Blu-ray DVD. I actually watched that recently as well. Mm. What a weird movie. So yeah, I, I well, we I think we were challenged by one of our listeners to actually explain what was going on. Um, in the movie and I think it could make a really good stab at that but it would sort of ruin the movie at this point <laughs> for everybody but if you actually explained it oh I've got to say something Go on, I was watching Graham Norton um, I think it was Friday's edition yeah and you wanted to watch it because Gaga Dark was on it who plays Wonder Woman of course yeah and it was quite First, it was quite amusing because obviously they were on a Skype call of some kind or a Zoom call. And when he's looking at the screen and she's looking at him, <laughs> she actually sees the back of his head because she sees the TV screen of what we're watching. All right. Okay. You can take in a minute. But he starts talking about the film and bits and pieces. But he lets out one almighty spoiler about the movie. <laughs> really? 
Yeah, well, I'd say I'd say it's a spoiler because you know you don't know whether this is going to be in it or not, and it was, and I just laughed my head off because it doesn't really spoil it for me too much because I. Uh, but yeah, no, she said you just said one of the biggest spoilers out of it. He went, oh, we can cut that out, and they never did. <laughs> Absolutely mental, but yeah, sorry, I do apologize. You crack on, sorry. Okay, so next one uh, on the uh, what was the date? The 14th is Tremors. There's either a limited edition Blu ray or 4K Blu ray. <laughs> on the week commencing the 21st, we've got Cobra Kai seasons one and two. That's well worth picking up. Uh, and I know what you did last summer trilogy on Blu ray. Next on the 28th, there is His Dark Materials Season 1 and 2 Blu-ray DVD box set or just the Season 2, uh, including four art cards, Blu-ray DVD as well. Do you want to do the charts? Okay, so in reverse order, from 2 down to 5, we have Mulan. Up from 11 to 4, we have that great Christmas movie, Love Actually. Another one that's come up from 8 to 3, The Grinch. From three to two, we have Last Christmas, and that's nothing to do with Wham. And the number one film at the moment, which probably will be number one right through Christmas, and should be so, is Elf. Yeah, but it's not got the proper Christmas movie of Day Hard there anywhere. Yeah, unfortunately, it doesn't count from this point of view, but because it's... It actually... is a Christmas movie. Yeah, I know it is. I know, I know. I, I totally agree with you. Same as Batman Returns is a Christmas movie, but anyway. Mm, no, it's a, it's a movie set at Christmas time. Oh, Yes, it is. Just because there's a Christmas tree and it doesn't make it a Christmas movie. It does. There's a woman dressed as Santa in it, so yeah. Yeah, I know, but Die Hard was set in a Christmas party on Christmas Eve. Yeah, but that, but that was yeah, but it, it could be any part of Christmas. It could be a week before Christmas. It's still no, Christmas. no, no. It was a Christmas on yeah, Christmas yeah. Eve. Anyway, Christmas do you want to go? And, anyway, do you want to go and do the bloody Blu-ray chart while you're at it before I have an argument with you? Come on, come on. All right. So at five. New entry is The Irishman at four. Down from three is Harry Potter, The Complete Collection. At number three, a re-entry is Blade. At number two, a re-entry is The Hobbit Trilogy. And at number one is The Lord of the Rings Trilogy. No doubt because of the 4K Blu-ray releases. Yeah, they cost a fortune now, don't they? Yeah. £75 for each trilogy. But you do get both versions of the movies. The theatrical and the extended. Yeah, I've still got my I've got my DVD version, which is pretty good actually. Still, it looks good. Yeah, a guy I watch who uh, does reviews of uh, 4K Blu-rays. I think his movies at home is his uh, YouTube channel, mm. and he 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 only talks about the movies, but he does good in-depth reviews of them, and he's really praising the quality of the Lord of the Rings copy. Oh, okay. And I'm seriously thinking about buying it. Thing is, that sort of film is great. Is how many times you get to watch it a year? For me, it's a watch it every other year sort of movie. Mm. So if you skip a year and wait and see if that comes down in price, you might get a better deal. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, it's again, it's a shame that some of these box sets, when they've got a lot of a lot of movies in the in the list, like the Resident Evil one, for example, they and you know, ridiculous prices. Yeah, well, they're just cash cowing it, aren't they? Yeah, 4K lipstick price, isn't it? Yeah. Always away with new technology, though. Your early adopters are punished. <clears throat> Absolutely. So, 
Anyway, Steve, what have you been watching? So, I watched a Christmas movie. <laughs> hey, yeah. And this one is from the Bloomhouse Productions. So, if you like me, like a good old horror movie, Bloomhouse did the remake of Halloween with John Carpenter. And okay. they did Paradise. What was that um, old TV show? Sorry, it's gone right out of my head for a minute. Fantasy Island, that was it. For example, yeah. and they did a lot you know, more. When you said movies. paradise, I thought fantasy island, but then I thought, no, he can't have meant that because he said paradise. <laughs> no, I know, I know. Yeah. So, uh, amongst other, I may say, Jason Bloomhouse on the production team there. So, what was that? So, this one, I well, even though I can't remember the original Black Christmas movie in the 70s, this may or maybe just be an updated version. What we have here, this came out 2006, so it's a little bit old now, but. On Christmas Eve, an escaped maniac returns to his childhood home, which is now a sorority house, and begins to murder the sorority sisters one by one. It's a typical slasher movie, to be honest. And a basic hour and a half, which is, doesn't need to be any longer than that, you know, to see all these women getting there, getting slashed, and obviously getting their just desserts from some point of view, or in this case as well, giving that guy his just desserts by <laughs> the end of the film. Um, one thing I did notice when I was watching it is one of the main teachers in, in the film, in the, in the college, the university, is one of the main characters from the first Saw movie. He played Dr. Gordon. I saw he was in it. But it's okay. It's a good bit of fun. You know, just park your brain and watch it. Yeah, nothing more than that, really. But I just, you know, I fancied watching another horror film from that point of view. And I, I do like I do like their, their movies they bring out. So, yeah, it was okay. Mm. What about yourself? Because I, to be honest, this week has been not a lot of TV watching. To be honest. Well, I'll say I did... that. I'm, yeah, I'm going to say right. So I did watch while waiting for my Chinese. I, won't, I did watch the worst Arnold Schwarzenegger movie ever made, which is Jingle All the Way. Yeah. I, I think you would probably agree with me on that one. It's not one of his best. No. But I don't know why it was there. And I said. And I normally do stick on Elf at some point in Christmas, and I probably still will do because I do love that movie. Some people might hate it. I don't know. No, I don't mind it. And I like um, I like what's the name? I can't remember the name now. The um, the actress that's uh, that's uh, the lead to alongside Elf. But um, but yeah, no, it's uh, you know, I notice there's a, a there's a lot more stuff coming on Netflix at the moment. Yes. TV shows as well. My wife, actually, my wife completed The Crown. She finished that off. And another TV show she's been watching recently, the, the last season, she caned again. She does it more than I do. But then again, once she's playing that, once she's watching that in there, I'm in here. So mm-hmm. I think it's a good purpose for it for Netflix. Are you watching Discovery? I haven't gone back to it yet. Mm. I, um, you're not enjoying the discovery though are you it was alright it's okay it's just you know, it's still yeah dead. exactly it's all it's all right it's okay they're not it, it's great it's fantastic no it's and I watched I saw, I saw a clip from Picard because I never got to the end of that and I saw I think it's near the very end I think it was anyway and I thought yeah really was this just a bit of fan service at the end of the day but I'm not gonna... well 
I mean, the, uh, the Star Trek Discovery at the moment is in the Terran uh, universe. Mm. Because, actually, as you know... There's something else uh, I want to talk about, Emperor, actually, but go on, carry on. Uh, Empress Jojo jumps across mm. to our universe. Yeah. Uh, and then she goes forward in time, which obviously in Star Trek law messes up your molecules somewhat. So they're on a two-parter now, which is about her trying to sort herself out. Mm. Uh, and, you know, not die, basically. And it's a really good episode. I'm actually really, really enjoying the Terran universe on, on Discovery. And what I would like them to see them do is do a whole series on the Terran Empire. Have it completely different Star Trek. So it's, you know, about the Terran Empire totally. Mm. I think that that would be such a shot in the arm for it. But to be fair, I do think that Discovery now has found its legs. Um, it's, me, but yeah, go on. <laughs> metaphor, metaphorically, <laughs> you know, I think it's, mm. I think it, as a show, it's it's found itself. It's always done good shows, but it hasn't had as much of an identity. And I think that part of that is because you've had uh, the whole character of Lorca, played by Jason Isaacs. Hello, Jason Isaacs. Uh, sort of, you know, as a temporary captain. Then you had Pike as a temporary captain. You know, and now... You know, you have your permanent captain uh, on it, and moving them out of the established, well-explored history of Star Trek mm. and putting them in the future, I think has lifted so many issues off the show in it, in their entirety that it's made this a much better show overall. A much better show. I mm. think it's the best thing that they've done for the show to really get it running, really, you know, have it in as an enjoyable thing to, you know, to watch. Um, it, they've the thing is with with the way that they're doing the storytelling, mm. and I think that Picard was another absolutely perfect example of this is that the writers are used to writing for 26, 20 to 26 episode long shows mm. or series. So they start off building stuff up and they do great, you know, individual shows that feed into the, the overall story. But what they don't do is think, oh, actually... Uh, this is 13 episodes and we're on episode 10 and we've mm. kind of like got to get all of this done. So they end up rushing it, which is what they did in Picard. That was what was wrong with Picard. They spent so much time building you to care about the characters, the new ones that were coming in mm. and about, you know, Picard's motivations mm. and all of that, that they ended up splurging the whole thing on the last two episodes to get it all sorted and I think that this one's going to be exactly the same because the big mystery in 
discovery is about the the burn as they've called so an event that happened 100 years ago which basically took out most of the dilithium in the universe and everybody you know suddenly couldn't go to warp most of the time Mm. i mean the, for for me, what I find to be absolutely ridiculous is the fact that they've had complete amnesia. That the whole of the Romulan Empire, all of their ships, uh, didn't use dilithium, but they, you know, used artificial, you know, uh, quantum gravity uh, engines in order to, you know, or based off a, you know, an artificial quantum uh, singularity. Mm. So. They didn't use dilithium, but for some reason they're still, um, you know, they're well. All I'm going to say is just watch Unification Part Three. It's the best episode of the season. Mm. Uh, it, it is a standout one. But what I do like is that they keep bringing all of these strains of Star Trek that have appeared over the last ten years. And they're bringing it all together now. So, in this week's episode, and this is a—it's a bit of a spoiler. So just close your ears for a second. But it's not. Oh, massive, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, it's it, it's not going to spoil the story at all. It'll, you know, but what happens? <laughs> what happens? Right. What happens is that there is somebody who was time jumped or rather jumped from another universe, this being the Kelvin universe, into the Prime universe, and then jumped forward as well. And it discusses that person. But it all that is just as an example to run against what's happening to George O. It doesn't impact the story of that or change anything else. But what it does do is it enshrines the Kelvin timeline in the prime timeline now. And that's what, I, you know, it's the doing stuff like that all of the time and knitting all of these bits together now, which I think is really good. Mm. You know, because they should be joined up. Mm. Um, so I, I think that they're doing a really good job with that. The the Mandalorian is just strong throughout the whole season. Yeah, I, I will get to that at some point. Yeah, well, it's the best Star Wars since Empire. Yeah. And I don't say that lightly. Oh, no, no, no. Well, I do. I cer- it certainly is a light thing if, you know, you compare it to, like, you know, The Last Jedi, which that was rubbish. But... Yeah. If you, you know, the proper Star Wars, even the prequels, you know, because the prequels weren't anywhere near as bad as people made out it to be. Um, but the best the best Star Wars movie, which is Empire, um, strikes back. I would say that The Mandalorian is right up there. Mm. So there's some great TV, but of course, both those shows are, are coming to an end now because they're running out of you know I think the Mandalorian's 10 episodes and uh, Discovery's 13 so I'm mm-hmm. hoping we're going to see more seasons of them I can't <laughs> see why we wouldn't see more seasons of them yeah 
Um, so great TV to be had if you, you know, into all that. I'm sure that you probably already watched it anyway. <coughs> um, other thing, I watched Tenet. Any good? I forgot to put in there. Quickly. Yeah, it was okay. Um, I got the, the story. I got what they were doing. I, I just didn't feel it quite as much. Yeah. Uh, personally speaking, have you seen it? No, not yet. No. Right. Okay. And I also rewatched Star Trek Into Darkness, which I've for, forgotten how much I enjoyed that. It is a good movie. I don't know what people say about it. I th- I think that the the one thing that is wrong with it is uh, shoehorning Benedict Cumberbatch's character as Khan. I think they could have still kept the Khan sort of story, but not have Khan recovered from the Botany Bay. I think what they could have done was said that John Harrison was another member of that crew and he got revived. Yeah, I mean, it, all, it came a bit of a cock up when it got yeah. out in the world, didn't it? I mean, I already knew that when I was, when I was sitting there watching it. I already knew he was Khan, but. You know, forget that part of it. I think it's a good, it's a good flick. It's a good, it's a good Star Trek flick at the end of the day, and it, it, it I think it holds up personally. I, it's a totally enjoyable romp. You know, it's it does what it says on the tin. Yeah, don't take it too seriously. You know. No, no, exactly. And also, it enshrines Section Thirty One in the Kelvin timeline as well. So it does an important thing for the story. You know, continuity. Continuity. Of mm. the move in the movies, which I think is great. Yeah, yeah. So, but then he got let down by Star Trek Three. But there you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that did better in the box office. I thought, but I thought it was all. I didn't think it was as good as. No, uh, no, I didn't. Uh, which is a great shame because, um, I forgot what his name who was the, uh, the protagonist. Plays Luther. Idris, Idris um, Elba. Idris Elba. He's a fantastic actor, mm. but it just it didn't work as a, as a Star Trek movie, and I think that's why it, the Star Trek movies ground to a halt so quickly, because the Chris Pyle, uh, Pine, Carl Urban sort of group of actors didn't have the decades of love. That William Shatner and Leonard Nimoy had, no, as a group, and I think that that's what kept the movies going when you hit Star Trek Three and Star Trek Five. <clears throat> you know, that's why we got extra movies. It was because of the love of those actors playing those characters, not necessarily because of the characters. Yeah, yeah. And the latest news is that evidently they're looking at they're not going to use them at all anymore, and it's going to be completely different again. So, I don't know. I don't. I, I don't know. But I think if they're gonna, if they're not gonna continue with Chris Pine and crew, they should just say that's Jim Kirk's end. That's the end of that whole Star Trek. There's no more. And just leave it at that because I don't want to see somebody else uh, playing Captain Kirk. Although evidently we will do in. Uh, strange new worlds yeah see I know anyway 
anyway, let's move on to... Uh, I, before you... Oh, yeah. Question, there's something I want to talk about. It's Christmas. Yes. As in TV at Christmas? Not a lot going on, probably. It's awful. Now, I know we're going to get a few... There's a few comedy bits and pieces, and there'll be a, you know, a few little bits and pieces. I don't think there's anything... But every year, we would... Back in the day, we'd have, like, a, we'd have a rack of VHS cassettes to put in... Do all these movies and all these TV shows, but those days are gone. You know. Yeah. But there's one show I've not given a lot of love to, but because I've seen the trailer for the next special, which is going to be on Chris on New Year's Day, I'm tempted to go back and they're still in my Skybox, I think anyway, and I think I've got next, I've got last year's Christmas special to watch as well. And I'm talking about Doctor Who. Mm. And the reason being is I love Jack. I love them um, as a character, you know, John Barrowman's character from Doctor Who. Captain Jack. Captain Jack Harkness, yeah. And he's in this um, special called Revolution of the Daleks. Yeah. And if you've got the Daleks in it, it's a win-win for me. Now, they're going to look a bit different, but that's only temporarily. They said this is not meaning that we're not going to lose the classic... If you go back to probably even back to when Rose was in it first, when she first came across the Daleks uh, with Chris Reckleston. because they do look a bit spacey. I think so. I don't know what the word bird to use is for these. Mm. Um, but I, I, I do, I do like, uh, I do like John Barrowman. This was filmed pre-COVID, so this was already done. Uh, from the trailer I've seen, it looks pretty good actually, and I'm I'm looking forward to that. That's about it for for Christmas for me, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, my wife was all, "Oh, you'll be wanting to watch Doctor Who," and I was sort of. Have you seen the trailer for it? Yeah. Didn't didn't float your boat in any shape or form. I mean, I'm I say I'm a bit disheartened with this show anyway, but because I've got to think, well, I'm going to have to go and watch the rest of it now. <sighs> Have, have, have you seen the one about what they've done with Doctor Who? Do you know what they've done? No, I don't know any of it, and I still don't want to know, because I'm so far in the first series that she was in. Right, okay, well... So I haven't I haven't seen where the... I know the Master's in it at some point, or whatever, but I haven't, I've still got more than my Skybox to watch, so I might actually start to creep through them. Now, I know it's a bit disappointing, but I... Just bringing, I mean, I don't know what the score is with her, whether she's, she's, she's been filming a new series for next year. Mm. So that's on the go. It may well be finished by now, probably, I don't know. <clears throat> but I don't know what the score is with her, whether she'll carry on. But I think, I know, I've heard that the some of the companions will be disappearing um, after this Christmas special. Because I can't, I really honestly have trouble with the uh, the guy in it, Bradley Walsh. Had trouble it, with him? Why? Why? You see, because he's always been a bit of a talk show host type, isn't he, and all stuff like that. So, yeah, yes. So it, it that you know is a bit difficult. But yeah, I I I think from what I've seen as a trader, I think I'm going to definitely make sure that's recorded in my on my Skybox over Christmas. Not there'd be a lot more than that. 
Yeah, there is there is something to do with the Vicar of Dibley, which is something I used to watch many, many moons ago. And they're doing something for Christmas for that. And they're going to put in there a nice little bit for the character that passed away. Was it a year ago now, maybe? For the character Alice that was in Vicar of Dibley. Mm. But uh, yeah, it's. I think we're going to be watching probably be watching well i don't know about the movies on sky look a bit poor actually there's stuff i've already seen yeah the, the, this is the work considering that we've had covid mm. uh, and everybody's been locked down for half of a year i think that what we're actually getting for christmas is truly appalling i yeah. think that they've had to really work at making christmas movies and tv so bad i think that you know they've had to really think about well, how can we make it an appalling show yeah. uh, well, but see that's why i'm saying that if i don't get to go to the cinema to see wonder woman by christmas eve it's going to be available on video on demand and i'll just pay for it on there and watch it on the big screen at home yeah you know because that's that i was itching for for my birthday when it came out in june or was supposed to come out in june mm. and it's looking at what Sky are going to be showing and everyone else. I don't think there's a lot going to be coming out that's going to be, you know, unless it's something I've missed. Yeah. We'll have to just wait and see on that. Yeah. I mean, just going back to the conversation about uh, Doctor Who. Mm. <clears throat> I, well, I'm going to be interested to see what your take on Doctor Who is when you watch the episode The Timeless Child. Because that is the watershed moment in terms of the show, as mm. far as I'm concerned. There is a line being drawn that you don't cross, and they just burst through that line. And I think it was such a, a bad choice that they have made about the whole of Doctor Who history <laughs> that they mm. have rewrote. I mean, tremendously bad move. In terms of Jodie Whittaker, she's a fantastic actress. She is, she's, yeah. a, she's a great actress. She is a terrible Doctor Who. Mm. And it's not because she's female, but it's because of the writing of a character. Because Matt Smith and David Tennant and Christopher Eccleston could pull off that zany timey wimey all of that sort of talk See, I think but she's, she comes she's... across as a bimbo that's the problem or what I don't like she doesn't come across as as I eccentric know. I think she comes across as a bimbo and that is so wrong and it's not worthy of her as an actress yeah I have no issue with Doctor Who being a uh, a female but I, what I think is it should have been more thinking about how they need to write for a female doctor mm. i mean i can't i can't tell um no i can't say it because you i don't know where no, where no, it sees no you can't you can't i'm a very early because i saw the one about the spiders was probably the last one i saw i think but um have you seen where somebody else is purporting to be the doctor no 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 Right, okay. Uh, well, 
okay. I can't, don't, I can't, don't, 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 no, don't even breathe. Get get them watched, for God's sake. It's a year. <laughs> I know, and I got the Christmas special from last year to watch it. Yeah, get them watched. See, um, this is the thing. We're, we're a podcast about pop culture. We can't talk about pop culture because you haven't watched it. Well, because some things have disheartened me over and many, many, many TV shows have disheartened me. And even Doctor Who did that as well. I know. I, well, trust me, when you see The Timeless Child, you'll either be jumping up and down or you'll say, I'm not watching another episode. Yeah. And for yeah. me, I'm more on the, I'm not watching another episode. Because I think what they've done is complete rubbish. It's It slaps f- 50 years of Doctor Who right in the face. In the nuts. Yeah. Exactly, and I just I hate it, hate that episode with a passion. I mean, I've always thought is that the one with the master in it? Uh, the master's throughout the season, oh, okay. and and also he is the worst master. Oh, he's awful. Actually, there is a bit of TV we should be looking forward to. I still don't know what's going to happen yet. It's just the master comes to mind is it's the new Life on Mars show. Yeah, that'll be interesting because evidently the original characters are going to be in it as well, aren't yeah, they? Exactly, yeah. And what was it with the My missus had the telly on for whatever reason. It was on ITV. And Emmerdale was on. Not that she was watching, but it was on the TV at the time. Yeah, that show that's known for being a better Star Wars movie than Episode 8. Well, Emmerdale Farms. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, not that I watched Emmerdale. But, but you did. <laughs> she sort of nudged me and went, look at it, and she pointed to the screen. And it was a member of the cast from Life on Mars. And it was you know you know that you know um you know you know the, the two other cops in the show. Yeah. Alongside um <clears throat> the main man, should we say. Yeah. But the bigger guy of the two. Yeah, the the one with the curly hair. Yeah, him. Yeah, he's in he's in Emmerdale at the moment. Yeah, he's been <laughs> in Emmerdale for blooming ages. He probably my, wife, watch... my wife watches it. Oh, does she? Well, there you go. So, yeah. <laughs> All I know about is EastEnders. So I watch it. I say about anything I watch for the Mister Reason watches EastEnders, but that's fine. But yeah, I mean, because at the moment we've got a well. Um, there's two things go on with TV. First off, I refuse to stay in the same room when Emmerdale or Corrie is on because I can actually feel brain cells dying in my head. And uh, mm. secondly, the other thing we've got as well is our annual Christmas challenge of my wife will put on the Christmas music channels all of the time and I have to try and avoid Last Christmas by Wham. No, I've got no problem with that. I, I mean, I lived through that as a teenager. <coughs> so I've got no issue with that. I mean, I don't I said, have any, no, I don't have any problem with the song, mm. but that's the challenge. It is to get oh, to Christmas course. Day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Last yeah. It, it reminds me of, now, you, this won't mean a blind bit to you, but there's an episode, it's a TV show called uh, What Happened to the Lightly Lads? Yeah. And there's an episode where they're trying to avoid spoilers for the FA Cup final. And they're trying to ha- spend the whole day so they can watch the highlights, because those days it wasn't on TV until you had the highlights of match of the day. Yeah. And they're trying to spend the whole day not knowing the score 
and uh, it does make me chuckle. But um, yeah, because I get told the score right before the report. Yeah, I mean, the, the evening paper comes out and they're trying to avoid the newspaper stands and all sorts of stuff like that. But um, it's, isn't it? Isn't it something like the, the last line is? Uh, oh well, you'd be able to watch it on you know match of the day, but don't expect to see any girls. Something, or something like, like that. that. I need to have a little bit, but it's a, it's, a, it's a, it was a great episode of that. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so regarding Christmas and that, yeah, I mean, you know, I probably sit and watch Love Actually over Christmas. I normally do sit and watch that movie. Uh, it's, a, it's a great movie. I mean, we watched The Holiday recently as well, which is another great one. Well, yeah, you you got to watch that because it's got uh, Clay, uh, but uh, what do you call it from uh, Titanic? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I keep getting Kate Blanchett, and it's not Kate Blanchett. It's, Kate Winslet. Uh, Kate Winslet. That's it. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, it's got uh, Jack Black, and it's also it. got from um, uh, what's the name? From oh. uh, something about Mary. Yes, yeah, that's what I was <laughs> yeah. going to say. Sorry, yeah, my brain cells aren't working today. But um, yeah, so it's a few few ritual things we'll be watching. I will probably watch the Rick and Dibby specials anyway because I was very fond of them, mm. and they still do make me laugh. As much as for some reason I turned the TV on and Only Fools and Horses was on. Yeah, and it was it Cameron was, Diaz and Jude Law are the other two. Were that's in. it. Yeah. Yeah. But there is, I, I, I don't think I'd sit through the the, uh, the two Netflix movies that came out over the last couple of years, new one this year and one last year, mm. which is with um, Kurt Russell, the playing Sansa. No, I've sort of avoided those. Yeah. But I did go to the cinema in the 80s to see the one with um, Dudley Moore in it. Do you remember that yeah. one? Yeah. I do remember that one. Yeah, I can't remember what it was called, but I did see that at Christmas. And uh, yeah, I think I think he was playing Salsa though, was he? Wasn't he an no. elf or something? He was, yeah, that's right, yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, so, but yeah, there's there's a few Christmas sort of religious, not religious, religious movies. We say as much as they're religious to us to watch. Yeah, whether it's a White Christmas or, or whatever it's going to be, but yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, thinking about Christmas time as well, uh, just a, a reminder for everybody that obviously we'll be uh, looking to do the Christmas show or the end of the year show. Um, and if you want to send in your Christmas wishes, Christmas cheer, all of that sort of thing, please do. We'd love to uh, either, you can either email us something at uh, podcast at popculturegamers.co.uk. Uh, drop us a Dropbox link if you uh, want to record something in MP3, or just add it, uh, add it as a file because you know short audio won't be long or, or very much on uh, MP3. Um, and we'll include them in the show. Um, you know, it's always nice to get some, uh, you know, some responses uh, from all of you guys. I know that some of mm. you think, "Oh, I never want to do it," but you know, when it's not just us. You know we're a community of uh, people as well, so you know let's uh, let's have you guys' voices on the show as well. You know, just saying Happy Christmas, whatever it is that you want. Obviously, keep it clear, whatever. So uh, please do. Uh, we'll you know, obviously normal details, and if you want to know, just get in contact with us, and we'll uh, tell you 
what to do. Questions then in that case, then, Steve? This is like satellite delay again. It is, yeah, it's starting to go off. Let's get right. on the list of questions. Well, and, I can't, uh, there's no list of questions in the notes, so you're going to have to tell me them. They're all there. Update your file. <laughs> See, it's got a part in it. It is. It's, we're having lots of technical difficulties tonight, so God knows what the show is going to be like. Well, anyway, we'll move on to listener questions. John, what's happening to us? And for this week, as always, we have Mark, and his question is: How have how has how you decide to buy your game changed? over each generation I think the only reason it's um, the way it's changing now is because it's more of a digital sort of zone now compared to what it was a few generations back yeah I mean with the 360 we were still discs very much hard discs all the time and as these uh, variations of consoles have been creeping in I think a lot more people have gone digital. You can still get refunds for digital games at the best of times. I know some people do get a, a few issues with their, their releases that they've been trying to get back. I think a few people in the forums have been talking about Cyberpunk with uh, getting that back as a digital. But, yeah, it just it's, it's still unfortunate. It's the way forward now, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I, th- I think it's it's difficult for me to say about how things have changed over generations because things changed a lot for me from when I started doing podcasting because I would buy more games. Yeah. I think this has so, been, been a bit difficult due to COVID. So yeah. digital has been the way more forward. I know Amazon can deliver games, deliver discs to you. It's not just a key, is it? You know. No, no, that's that's true. But I think that probably one of the things that's had the biggest influence on um, how how I uh, buy games now has been Game Pass, mm. because I don't buy as many games for the Xbox. No, of course not. I'm, I'm, I'm with you there on that one, totally. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, oh. I would I would say that that you know that's been probably the biggest influence. <clears throat> generation yeah. generation has, has been Game Pass because I haven't bought Forza Horizon Four, but I'll play it because I can pick it up on Game Pass. Yeah, I did purchase that though, to be honest. Mm. That was one of. But what you can do, excuse me, is Game Pass. So if the game is leaving Game Pass, you can still pick it up with a bit more discount yeah. than you would do normally. So there's always an opportunity there to purchase things. And if they took it off Game Pass, by the time it comes off, I could, if they were still wanting to play it, I could probably buy the Ultimate Edition. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Discount. Totally. So, yeah. Okay, do you want to do Mark's next question? Okay, Mark is asking us. Does backwards compatibility make 
both game developers and console makers less likely to take creative risks, relying instead on, on the success of the previous IP. Um, I think there's two ways that you can read into this. Hmm. So I'm going to say backwards compatibility because really the Xbox One and the PS4 are now last gen. We agreed with that, yeah, because we're, oh, we're, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, we're, we're now yeah. in the Series X and the PS5 era. So I think that if you, th- if you think of backward compatibility as in the current situation that we are, mm. um, I, th- I think that there is an appeal to releasing a game mass market where obviously you're going to have a much higher player install base on the PS4 and Xbox One than you're going to be on the new gen consoles mm. um, but with that if you don't tailor the product to a specific amount as we're seeing with Cyberpunk you mm. get horrendous problems and it depends upon whether or not you develop the game to be launched next gen or the newest gen and then backwardly compatible it which is, I think, what they've done with Cyberpunk, or what is more common and probably the easier way out that they do with, uh, you know, other developers do. Like, for example, um, Ubisoft with Assassin's Creed, where mm. they develop it for the, the gen that, you know, is uh, like the PS4 era, but then they do enhancements to go to the PS5 or to the Xbox Series X or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So, and and I think that that is the path of least resistance for developers. I think CD Projekt Red have probably aimed high, but not realised the fact that there hasn't been a trampoline to just get them up there on the lower platforms. Um, and I think that that's what the problem is. Because, obviously, 15 frames a second on the PS5 at 720p is not going to be a great experience. And evidently that is without, uh, that is with reduced models and stuff like that happening in the world as well. Mm. So yeah, I, I think that, I think that there's that sort of like two ways. And I think but then if you look at the other side of the coin, you look at, you say all those Assassin's Creed games coming out. Yeah. They're relying, they're definitely relying on their, on that IP, aren't they? Right through all these different generations. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But the thing is, we love those IPs. There are certain IPs we love. Look at Call of Duty. Look at Destiny. Mm. Look at Assassin's Creed. Look at the Lego games. You know, you only have to have the word Lego in front of something and everybody's going in raptures about it. So, you know, Mass Effect, another example. That That's... If you think about how that is at the moment, that everything on Mass Effect is resting on one and two. Yeah. You know, three was a bit well, okay, it's all right. And then Mass Effect Andromeda was not very good. Well, I think the only people that take risks are the indie games. Yeah. All the, all the developers will. And that's they're, why they're that's trying to bring I... something out different. I mean, there's that um that Little Nightmares two coming out. For yeah. example, that's you know I know they've only done one, but they're they're bringing a second one out. Yeah, that's a good game, is that? Mm. Um, 
but that's why I like supporting indie developers as well. You know, I buy a lot of indie games. I started off hating them and then getting, you know, understanding what they're doing and thinking actually they need support. So if I see something that I think might be interesting, I'll pick it up just to try it out because the indie developers are normally only cheap games anyway. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you get, you know, like a, a different version of. Uh, I don't know, Space Invaders or something like that, which is great fun to have for a little, you know, couple of hours one night and occasionally revisit. Yeah, yeah. So, but I I think the whole idea about, yes, I think the problem with today, because of copyright and all of that sort of thing, is it's too expensive to create a new IP. And if it fails... You've got problems. Look at Anthem. What they tried to do there mm. was really good. And the world looked fantastic and everything, but it just didn't quite gel. And I think part of that is because I did it as a game for a service rather than having a deep inbred story mm. as well. And I think that this is one of the problems yeah. with a lot of stuff is... well. Too much focus on multiplayer, not enough on good quality stories. Sony, I hate to say it uh, for you know people saying I'm going to be a PlayStation fanboy this generation. I'm, I really don't care what I play a game on, but Sony have it right. They're doing single player experiences first, you know, single player stories, which is brilliant. God of War. You know, Horizon uh, Zero Dawn, all of those sort of things. It's it's what we want more than the multiplayer. There's already so many multiplayers out there, and oh, if yeah. you're in the multiplayer, you can only play so many of them. You need a break from them. Absolutely, but I think obviously, without digging up, you know, obviously Sony had a better lineup at the uh, the new console. Microsoft, we can say that without no doubt. Yeah. But I'm sure we will get some games that will be coming out next year that will should stand up against them. I'm sure they will. I'm sure they so, will. You know, but but Microsoft and Sony are in two different marketplaces. Microsoft are selling a service. Sony is selling consoles and games. The, yeah, the, I don't. I, don't I, I really don't. I mean, one side you hear that PS4s are selling more, PS5s are selling more than the Xbox Series One, but I, it's all much, much really. I, I, I don't really look into that anymore. I think this gen's much closer than it was last gen. I think it's more closer than we actually think. I think it's probably sixty forty, rough, rough sort of feeling. But if they both sold out all their consoles, other than the scammers picking up some of them, then. Surely it's a win-win for both con- both companies because if they've sold out all their consoles, then they've done what they've, they've, they've put out to them. Entirely. Regardless, if they'd have had consoles left, it would have been a problem. Absolutely, they haven't. They are both... You want to find one now anywhere, you're going to struggle. Yeah. They've all been made, they've all been sold out, and that's it, really. So both companies will be clapping their hands to say they've done a good job for getting them out. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, uh, let's move on then to Jason Toon. 
And uh, Jason has asked, what game franchise or genre do you think needs a revival now that the new generation of consoles have arrived? For him, he's thinking it's time for another Splinter Cell. He's taking my thunder there, unfortunately, because that's what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that sort of game. Please, can we have that? With Michael Iron's side, please. Let's not have any other actor spoiling that voice. We did have... Who did we have to do the last one? Keith Sutherland. No, yeah. yeah, Keith Sutherland. He wasn't too bad. No. Because he plays that sort of character in 24. Yeah, I know, but he's not Michael Iron's side. Oh, no, not with the grisly voice he used. No. No, Michael Michael Ironside's perfect for that. I still want to see a, a reinvention of Bioshock of some kind. Yeah. There has been talk of that one. Obviously, we're going to get Mass Effect, which is going to be awesome. Yeah, I mean, Mass Effect would have been what I would have said. Mm. Um, but I'm going to go and say Dead Space. That was the EA game, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Mm. And that, the Dead Space 1 and 2 were fantastic. 3, the ruined with microtransactions. I'll tell, tell you what was a good film, good, a, good film, a good game. was Fear. Do you remember that one? Yes. Yeah, Fear 1, 2 and 3, wasn't there? Yeah, that was that was pretty good. Um, the Darkness games, I think they, they've taken their toll. Dishonored's probably gone as far as it can. I'd quite like to see more in the uh, Batman Arkham sort of universe. <clears throat> Maybe with some different superheroes, so you could do one about Nightwing and, or well, I wouldn't, do you know what something I wouldn't like mind? that. I wouldn't mind a Justice League one. Yeah. Because then you can get a, quite a few characters, not necessarily the ones you see in the movie that's coming back out again in HBO, but there are, in the comics there is more than that that are in Justice League. Mm. You still could have the Fantastic Four and all sorts in that, you know. Well, you couldn't in the DC universe. That'd be Marvel. Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, it's Marvel. Trust me. I thought what Fantastic Four. Yes, it's Marvel. Is it? If you say yeah. so. Well, it is Marvel because they also went in with Spider Man. Who? Yeah, was but Marvel. they are. But they were DC Comics. No, it's Marvel Universe is uh, it's fantastic for. Okay, I, I would maybe I'm wrong. I'm not going to just. I will look later because <laughs> we normally do. But I always thought, I, they, I always thought they were DC. Don't call me out on Marvel. No, I know. No, I, no, I, I think they are. I, I don't know why I'm, I'm thinking that. Maybe because I've seen them with Superman and Batman before in something. I don't know what it was. I have seen them with them. Whether that was a computer game, I can't remember, of some kind. Doctor, but, yeah. I mean, Doctor Doom, who is the villain, is uh, Marvel as well. Yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah, I know they are. Stanley just... appeared in the Marvel movies uh, for Fantastic Four and Rise of yeah, the Silver yeah. Surfer. He wouldn't have done that for DC. I don't know why. I've seen them. I'm sure I've seen them in a, in a game of some kind. As... as Maybe maybe I'm thinking of not the Justice League. I'm thinking of what was the other version comparing that? I'm not talking Avengers though. There was wasn't there something else they had? 
as a team? Maybe I'm wrong. I'm, 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 I, I, I have no I'm idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Don't worry. Well, we have those times. It's late. I, and I think it was a dream. And then, then you got out another, the shower. It could have been another universe. And then you got out the shower, mate. That's what it was. It was a dream. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, should we move on? Yeah, do Scott's. So, Scott Kidd is saying, how different would the world have been if Hitler did not exist? That's a good question. Um, not sure it's given related. I mean, that much. I mean, I'm going to say I'm going to put it now. I'm going to say it now that it'd been easier for Harrison Ford going for the uh, going for the for the Grail. It would have been damn so easier. Oh heck yeah! I mean, well, we wouldn't have had all of the Call of Duty games, would we, for a start off? Or a lot no, of them. No, but it's funny because I think there is there is the other spin on that. Is what if Hitler? What if Germany had won the war? What would, been, what would have been different? Probably quite a lot. I mean, you know, in, in reality, I don't think that Germany would have been anywhere near as powerful in Europe as it is now. There is a book actually called, I think, What If Hitler Had Won the War or something. And there's yeah. a TV show, isn't there, that was on, I think it was on Amazon Prime. Yeah, it's Man in the High Tower or Castle or something like That's that. It. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, because yeah, I keep wanting to watch that and I keep watching the first couple of episodes and just thinking I can't be bothered. But, what, but then again, Star Trek wouldn't have had the episode, would they? No. <laughs> and Edith Keeler wouldn't have had to have died. Captain Kirk could have stayed in the past and, you know, married Edith Keeler and yeah. then we would have been destroyed by a probe that was trying to communicate with humpback whales in the future. That's yeah. what would have happened, yeah. <laughs> it would have all been different. <laughs> yeah, so, you know... Uh, well, we know the Federation wouldn't have existed because that was in the city of the Edge of Forever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so right. there we go. So it would have had dire consequences for Star Trek, so thank God that Hitler did And Indiana exist. Jones as well. <laughs> and Indiana Jones, yeah. But, yes, it's... You know, be lovely. It would be really interesting to see if you could jump into another reality where it was the same Earth, but with that change in history. It'd be fascinating to see. Anyway, let's move Maybe, on. I can't remember the time tunnel do something like that. I can't remember now. But anyway, go on, let's go. Let's move on. Let's move on to Paul Wilson. Have you ever paid way over the RRP for a new product? And was the purchase still worth the asking price? I'm going to say yes on that one. Go on in. What would you buy? I did. I was after um, the record store day picture disc of the score to Blade Runner. Okay. I did pay a little bit. I paid over the odds, but that was like... I think it was like 2015, but I've just recently got it in the last couple of years. So, <clears throat> so from that point of view with vinyl, yeah, I have. Oh, did I didn't say this, did I? In um, in Cyberpunk, yeah, yeah. There's these vinyl albums lying around everywhere. Is it? Yeah, how bizarre is that? I don't even know what they're for. I think that's three or four up now. So yeah. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Going back to what we're saying. Uh, right, so I have to admit, I don't think I ever have. I've paid 
for an item thinking I've got the best price and then found out that I could have got a better price somewhere else. So have you not been on eBay to do a bid for something you really, really wanted? No, because I'm, if I go to eBay, I'm very structured on the way that I do it and I approach it in a very specific way. Mm. And that is either I go to the buy it now and I buy it for whatever the buy it now price is mm. or sometimes make them an offer if I think that they're charging over. I mean, I've, I've gone to pick up a Blu-ray that is out of print before. Yeah. Because it's as rare as Rocking Horse too. So I've paid a little bit over the odds just to get that. Yeah. And that's, a, again, this will be a decision only you can make. Actually, I'll tell you what, I'm going I'm to say yes, I have. Because you've actually given me an example of where, yeah, I probably did. And that was, I bought Zardoz. Yeah. On Arrow Video, and it was 25 quid. Mm. And it would have been 15 quid from Arrow originally. But it was out of print and it was brand new. Because compared to where vinyl get new pressings sometimes. Yeah. And they do still happen occasionally. And then again, there was a guy on Twitter, a friend of mine on Twitter, that I've been after the, the, the Batman Returns score. Now, when that originally came out a few years ago now, it was three albums. Mm-hmm. But the new version they've got now is like two discs. Yeah. So I did pay over the odds for that, but he's a good guy as well. He he packed it well for me and sent it across the Atlantic for me pretty well. So I was so chuffed to get it up, pick it up. Yeah. But that's you know, there's not too many. As the I did the same for Gremlins. There's a double album for that. You can't pick up for love and money. Mm. And these albums now, if you go on eBay, are, if they are around, they're high price. So, as I say, I've got my coffin books with all that vinyl can be stuck. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Uh, okay, do you want to do next question? Okay, so, do you think movie studios are cutting their nose off to spite their faces by not releasing movies? digitally or straight to Blu-ray this year. I was looking forward to seeing a few few movies to buy this Christmas. I can only see Tenant surely just sitting on the movies waiting for the cinema to open to open is this cost costing them so much money. And we I think we've mentioned this a few times now over the last three months. Mm. Where I would pay for the Blu-ray now. They even did it in four K of the latest Bond movie. I would just per, I would just go and buy it. Wouldn't bother me. Mm. And the same for Wonder Woman, to be honest with you. I'm so looking forward to that, and I will want to get a copy of that. That's my collection. You know? Yeah, I know what you mean. And I think when we're going to see Wonder Woman come out on Video On Demand, um, I think it's Christmas Eve it might be coming out. It's yeah. really good. That'd be something we can watch over Christmas. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, one thing we both want to see is that we're probably going to cringe if it's any good or not. But it's coming on to um, Amazon Prime Video. We'll be coming to America too, obviously. That's coming yeah. a bit later, though. 
I don't have high hopes for that movie. Have to be no, we don't. But said, you know, regardless of others that have come out, mm. like Bill and Ted. Yeah, we always yeah. have this. Well, yeah, we have, we have very different views on that one. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, that's by the by. But um, yeah, it it still might not be a great movie. It might yeah. be okay, but it will be blinkered because of the first film. Yeah. I mean, I, I think we're in a really unusual situation with movies because the cinema industry reckons that they rely on the opening sales, which is fair enough comment. Oh, yeah, especially with the big blockbusters. Yeah, like Bond or whatever. Mm. But there are companies like Netflix who would be willing to pay millions to get Bond you know, the the new Bond or whatever. Yeah. And we're currently in a situation where a lot of cinemas have closed permanently because of lockdown. Mm. That means that there is less cinemas <clears throat> open and possibly some will never open again, even though they haven't been confirmed as never opening again. Mm. Uh, because, uh, you know, as, as a direct result of the lo- whole lockdown right. scenario. Can I give you a bit of a rundown of what one should have come out this year? Well, can I just finish what I was saying? Yeah, 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 go on. Is that the movie industry is currently holding on to these movies so that they can get, you know, get money back. But they're going to be opening up to cinemas where people are not going to be flocking in because they still don't trust the COVID, they don't trust the vaccine, all of this, that and the other, there's going to be less of them and they're going to get less money in. Whereas I reckon if they did what they're doing with Wonder Woman and saying video on demand, you know, you can watch it, it'll cost you 10 quid to watch that movie, but it's never been out at the cinema, everybody would be paying it. Mm. Right now, because there's nothing on TV good over Christmas. I think, you know, if they did that with Bond or whatever as well, I think they would make a lot more money. Mm. I think it's, I think it said it said it's Blu-ray or 4K Blu-ray, it's a little bit of a bucket load. Well, if, they, if they'd have said, right, early adopters, if you've got, a, if you want it on 4K Blu-ray, you can have that movie, you know, the new, uh, you know, uh, Wonder Woman movie, for example, yeah. for 30 quid for the Blu-ray, people mm. like you and me would buy it. Oh, God, yeah. Don't, don't give them the, blue, the the normal Blu-ray, just the 4K. Yeah. You know, early adopters of 4K can have that. And that's everybody who's got an Xbox Series X uh, disc edition mm. and the same for everybody who's got a PS4. So there's a lot of people who have that now. Who could who could do that? They, they, they did that, they'd make a killing, I reckon. Mm. Yes, a lot of us forget we were going to get a new Ghostbusters movie out. Yeah. It was I'm, supposed to be on July the 10th, do you remember? <laughs> I, I do remember, I don't think it's a great shake that they've, uh, that's not happened. You know, we have, obviously there's the Bond movie, we got so going a bit more. So April was supposed to be No Time to Die. Yeah. Tenant was July the 17th. Mulan was March 27th. Black Widow was May the 1st. New Moons was April the 3rd. Uh, Bridge, 
Peter Rabbit 2, yeah, okay, April the 3rd. Trolls World Tour, that came out this year, April the 10th. Wonder Woman 1984 was supposed to come out on June the 5th. Greyhound, which is a World War II movie with Tom Hanks, was June the 12th. Uh, one, uh, wasn't that one released on uh, Apple? Because um, that was a submarine here, one, wasn't it? Yeah, apparently you can view it on Apple TV at the moment. Yeah. Top Gun, Maverick, June 24th. Uh, Ghostbusters, Afterlife, July 10th. I'm just going to scroll down to a few here. Morbius, July 31st. Anything else just comes to mind down through Venom, Get There Be Carnage, October the 2nd. The Eternals, November the 6th. Godzilla vs. King Kong, November 20th. Have you said Black Widow already? Yeah, yeah. Um, Shang Chai and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Another Marvel yeah, movie. That's another Marvel one, yeah. Yeah. So. And then all those movies that have been coming out next year that would have gone in order for some things would have just, yeah, crazy. Yeah, indeed. Okay. okay. Um, well, in that case, let's move on to uh, Nick's next question, which is what's <laughs> the best Indiana Jones movie and why is it obviously The Last Crusade? Not that you tried to influence our vote in any way, shape, or form, there, Nick. <clears throat> I'd say it was very fitting to finish the trilogy. I would say it is the second best Indiana Jones movie. But to be honest, all three of those, ignoring anything else, we won't mention the word. Yeah, they all have their. They all have their place at being on top. When I walked out of the cinema in Bournemouth, when I went to see Raiders Lost Ark, I was blown away by that. And when I went to go yeah. to Leicester Square to see the sequel as well, again, blown away. Raiders of the Lost Ark was one of those movies like Star Wars, it was a bit of a watershed moment in movie history. There's not many of the, the movies that are there. There's Star Wars, there's two, 2001, there's Back to the Future, <clears throat> and Raiders of the Lost Dark. They're all up there. Mm. Did I see what? Sorry, Steve. Did you? Um, I know we, we've got a bit, little bit of difference, not too much. Did you see it on release at the cinema? Raiders? I saw it at release at the cinema, actually the first movie that I had twice within 24 hours. It was on two different days, yeah. but I saw it within 24 hours of seeing it, because I, I went remember... to the cinema with my dad, and yeah. then my cousin took me the next day. It's funny, because all those three movies, I know exactly what cinema I saw it at. Indiana Jones, we was down in Bournemouth, August Bank Holiday Weekend when it came out, and we was down there. The second one I went to see in Leicester Square when it came out. Yeah. The first week. And The Last Crusade, I went to see in the High Wycombe in THX on release week of, again, all those three movies. And every one of those, I came out with a big smile on my face. All three of those movies, I went to see at the Odeon at Middlesbrough, which oh, okay. now doesn't exist. <laughs> and it's a car park. Yeah. 
can't even go back to that cinema anymore. And what I always remember is in that cinema is they had this, you know, fancy stairway right opposite the main door that sort of like scooted around to both sides of the upstairs, you know, but uh, so you had, you could go upstairs on the left or the right hand side of this staircase and go around. And at the, the halfway up the stairs where it split into this T-junction sort of affair, they had a montage of all different movies. And every time a new movie went on, a new, new bit went on to this thing that made it into 3D. You know those cards that you can get where it's a build-up of a picture to make it 3D? Mm. And they'd done that with all of these different movies over years and years and years. It was like, oh, Bond movies, 2001. There was all sorts. It was absolutely fantastic bit of artwork that yeah. it's, developed over time. It's funny how our brains work. And I think I could probably, any movie I saw in the cinema, I could probably tell you where I saw it. Now, I have moved around a bit from movies. Mm. From a child up to say now, but I think I can tell you everywhere every big film that was out that I, I've seen them all at the cinema. I can tell you where I saw it. Mm. Don't ask me why I know that or remember that, but maybe because it's a part of the experience when you go to the cinema. But I just remember where I saw them. Well, I mean, I know that I saw Star Wars: The Empire Strikes Back at the ABC mm. at Middlesbrough, which is now a bingo hall. Yeah, um, and that you know that most of the other ones were all at the Odeon, and it wasn't until nineteen eighty, sorry, nineteen ninety four, yeah, when I stopped going to the Odeon, and I went to Showcase Cinema at Teesside Park at Riddlesborough or Doctor on Tees, because you know they had all the new seating, they had the THX surround sound, all of that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, and it never went back to the Odeon really because in the Odeon they used to try and get they used used to pay the extra to go into the superior seats as they're called. Mm. But when you sat in them, they didn't want you sitting in them, and they tried to push you into other places. And I'm no, sure think, it was an ageist thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think when I, I all the films I saw in London, Leicester Square, and the surrounding cinemas of Leicester Square itself. Mm. Most of them were probably you pay for the seat you were in the city, even yeah. back in the early days then. Well, compare that to probably when I went to see Firefox, which is the old Clint Eastwood movie. Yes, it is. Based on the I, novels. Yeah, I went to see that in a little, tiny little, it was a bit of a flea pit in London, because it's in fact that I could watch it at the time. And that was up Shaftesbury Avenue. Um, but it was, it was still great to see it in cinema. I loved it. Brilliant film. Love it. Well, well worth having in your collection. Uh, but where I had the, I had the early space of just going on my Todd to, to Leicester Square to go to see the movies. Yeah. So, sort of, I think once I was working and out on my own, if you know what I mean, from that point of view, as a, as a teenager, mm. that's when, because before, when I was 15, a lot of the films I used to see in Reading at the time. And then, as soon as I started work, I used to, when I used to go to football, I thought, hey, you have to go to Leicester Square and the big on the 70 mil screen. And then I would be going, you know, to see all those movies, Bond movies or 
sci-fi movies like Aliens or Total Recall. And recently, some of the, one of the last, actually the first of the, um, not the Harry Potter movies, what came after that? Those two movies, we saw one of those in London. Fantastic Beasts. Thank you, yeah. So, and then, you know, obviously, using my local cinemas more often here anyway, you know, from where I am here, but always definitely going to the big screen for them. It's the only way to do it, you know. Yeah, I know what you mean. But you can't, I can't choose between the three. It depends what day and what mood I'm in. But they all have got a special place for me, all three of them. Yeah, well, all four of them have a special place for me, but I would say that the best one is <laughs> Raiders. I'd say the next best one is Last Crusade. I'd say the next best one is uh, Temple of Doom. And I would say that the other special place for the la- the one that we won't mention is in, in the in bin. The barg- in the bargain bin. Yeah. It's not even in the bargain bin. It's in the punishment bin. Well, next year, I think it's an anniversary for Raiders, and that's when they're bringing out the 4K box set. Yeah. Well, hopefully they're just doing it in the trilogy. <laughs> no, unfortunately, I think we're going to have to pay for the extra discs that we don't want to use. I, I think that we should call bull on that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay, last, last uh, should we go on to Justin's question? Yeah. So with all the fuss around the poor thoughts of Cyberpunk on the base original PS4 and Xbox One, how should developers deal with these consoles given the huge install base? It seems like the original games game scope would change and how how now is too ambitious for the capability of the machine. Should new games ignore these older consoles or accept the work to have the version of games with a reduced resolution features in order to run them on the reasonable uh, reasonable performance? As I said earlier, I still think this game should have only come out on the the, the, the now generation. Yeah. I I, I agree. I don't think it's... I don't think... uh, the processing power is there for what they're trying to achieve. Yeah. And then what that would have meant is that we would have had probably the, the, the games that we want to see on the next gener- on the third generation we're on now would have had those upgrades come out at the same time. Yeah. But because they were using the older consoles to get it out as well, they couldn't concentrate on the Xbox Series X and the PlayStation 5 for what support they could get from that and the visual. Yeah. And there's no word on the Stadia performance either, is there? <clears throat> no, no, I don't know. I, maybe that maybe that got buried in, the, in all the use uh, and fallout from it all. Maybe it just got 404 file not found. <laughs> Possibly. I was being kind then. Okay, well that's good. Um, so that's it really uh, for another week. Uh, Steve, do you want to do your outro? So <clears throat> Twitter at Steve007. Same for my Xbox uh, ID. Uh, the PSN ID is the real Steve007. Uh, what else we got? YouTube is I think that's Steve007 as well actually, and Instagram is Steve0764. Brilliant. And for me, it's HGRJ UK for Twitter, PSN, Xbox Live, Steam, 
YouTube, all of that sort of stuff, and on Epic, it's Pop Culture Gamers. If you want to get in contact with the show, you can do so by following us on Twitter at Pop Culture Gamer. We've got our Facebook group. Don't forget, there's our email for podcast at popculturegamers.co.uk and our website at popculturegamers.podbean.com. Normal reminder as well is if you want to support the show, then uh, you know please uh, retweet, etc. Or if you want to help us keep the lights on and pay for the hosting fees, uh, you can always do a donation to our Patreon. Uh, just look for Pop Culture Gamers uh, there, and because uh, we do have our hosting fees due next month. Uh, other than that, if you do want to send in a recording, which we would love you to uh, do uh, for the Christmas show, then uh, please send them in to podcast at popculturegamers.co.uk. And that's it. Another one done. Knows how uh, this is going to be tonight but we'll uh we'll no doubt uh, have it up but it's probably going to be tomorrow before it's going to be done i think uh but other than that it's a good night from me and a good night from him good night good night you are about to witness history in the making